we find you in good spirits and good health. If not, I hope we make your life a little better. This is Weekly Games Chat, episode 404 to be exact. Uh, my name is Sean. Uh, I will let you know we're a two-man show today. Uh, that's just how it be. You know the, the the man that takes PTO. Actually, he isn't taking PTO today. We're going to say he is, but he's not. There's some, some, there's some more, as he says, important stuff going on, but John's not here. I will uh, go ahead and intro to homie Chris. Chris doesn't know that I saw him today. I don't know if he knows this, but I've already seen him once today. Where did he see uh, me? I saw you in Discord. I hopped in for like a hot second. Mm-hmm. I did it on mute, and I was just going to say, hey, and you were playing the guitar. Mike was turned to the side doing something. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, the world's most okayest producer and trivia host. Chris, what up, Chris? <laughs> and bingo host. <laughs> and, oh, he's, he's he's been okay. Okay, that's yeah. how we do. That's what's up. Uh, I'm uh, good. Welcome. I I found it funny because it was like you never know what picture I'm going to put up of John when you know, like when he's when he's on. Well, I guess as we said, it's not really PTO. I'm kind of okay with John not being here because I've told him if he doesn't do a good job and it affects my bonus, I'm holding him accountable. Uh, you know, because he does have a very important area he works in as as much as we don't want to admit that. But <laughs> you were like being uh right before the show, you know, of course you guys can't see it, but I can always see Sean on screen. Uh, and you know, the music comes on and he's over there adjusting his button up, trying to look professional. And I was like, I'm about to put this man's head above a picture of John being kissed by I think it's a horse or a yak. I'm not sure. <laughs> so you're just trying to be all serious. I'm like, here's a picture of John with a yak. <laughs> no, it's it's that because uh because the way works changed now, hmm. uh, they brought us back to the building hybrid-ish. Tuesday falls on one of the days I go in, so I, I'm hustling to get here so the stream can start on time, so we can get all the things we need to do to get ready. Yeah. And yeah, I'm rock I'm still rocking work clothes. Uh First time I did this, the chat was great that watches us on Twitch. I'll get to that in just a second. But they were like, go put on a t-shirt, get comfortable, you're off work. And uh, today I didn't even realize that I hopped straight into our Discord. Uh, and I believe as I'm getting set up and ready, I see that you're hanging out in my channel, y'all, like we do or whatever. So took me a uh, second. Was, yeah, while I was getting ready, I was like, oh crap, I need to hit him up. But yeah, that what I just said was a reminder. Um if you want to listen to the recording of this show, we do our best to stream it live every Tuesday uh, on twitch.tv. All you got to do is search weekly games chat. That's one word. You'll see us. Uh, but And also some of the perks you get from watching us live is you get to look at videos uh, you know, that are kind of on demand, if you will. And you also get certain outtakes in between uh, recording stuff that is the finished product. It's always cool. When I, I don't know about you, Chris, you probably don't listen to it like I do, but like, cause you, you record it, you got to do all the things. Yeah. But like when I listen to the finished product, it's so crazy to know that like right there, we did this, but they'll never hear it. So there's your perk. If you want to come watch us on Twitch uh, and shout out to everybody right now. Hi. Hello. Good to see familiar names and folks in there. Um, uh, but I'll say this, uh, this is, if, if you're brand new to listening to us, what we're doing now, this is called the intro. And what we do now is kind of like what we just we're doing. We're introing each other. We're saying things. And a lot of times we bring an intro topic to the table. Uh, and today happens to be uh, a day that 
like basketball fans of professional NBA stuff, they get excited about because we got some tickets to the finals, which leads me directly to Chris's intro for this week. Instead of saying practice, hmm. playoffs, finals. we're talking finals. What's up, Chris? Yeah, that's NBA final seat. Well, not really till June 2nd. Um, cause they always preset it, you know, to say, Hey, they, the NBA is smart. They, they know, Hey, we can milk this for, you know, three months of the year and they do it fully, you know, uh, for good reason ratings. Uh, but you know, we've got one team in, I can't say I was shocked after I watched the first game. I was like, Oh, Lakers might be in trouble. We, we saw it coming. <laughs> Even though the Lakers had a heck of a series the round before yeah you're thinking maybe they'll give denver a run for their money Uh, whoever it was they finally just wore down and they came up against who i thought was the best team in the nba um and i think people are slowly realizing too like that team if you haven't watched uh denver looks like they're the new uh, i would call them new san antonio spurs like they don't excite you on paper and then you watch them play and you're like oh they're really good uh, they're really fundamentally good. Their coach says a little more than Popovich in press conferences, though. At least old true. school Popovich. That is, that is true. But um, yeah. the fun part about this, Sean, is on the... I mean, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say there's a good chance by the time if you're listening this tomorrow that the finals are set and Miami has punched their ticket. If not, it will probably be the day after. <laughs> uh, that they punch their ticket. I don't think Boston's going to have Miami for a second time. But, um, you know, as far as uh, where we're going, Sean and I were talking the other day, and we decided he threw it out. And I was like, I'll take that in a heartbeat. So me and Sean yeah. have a have a finals bet right now. If as long, it, if it uh, yeah. lands. Yeah, it's going to land. Gonna land. It should. It should. <laughs> you don't trust uh, your Boston Celtics if they win? No, I'm not taking the Celtics, no. <laughs> Jason uh, Tatum? There was a point where I did root for the Celtics uh, mm-hmm. when like Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and and Paul Pierce were kind of making that run that they did. That was cool to see the Celtics win. I actually was in Boston. Yeah. I want to say right after they won it, and there was still Celtic stuff hanging up. That was kind of cool. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it. so the bet is, if it is finalized as Heat versus Nuggets, I was like, you know what, let's do it. Me and Chris never ever do lunch bets and so i feel my curveballs like i'll take the heat over the nuggets because i know like it's a i'm going for the cinderella story the the heat, yeah or i think an eighth seed they uh, are se- seeding matters because it's a harder road for you to get to the finals but they are this close if not already punched in by the time you hear this for sure uh, to play the the western conference champ the nuggets have never one, I don't even think they've been to the finals, nope. much less won the finals since their inception of a team in the NBA, I think in the 70s. So it's it's it to say it's been a while been is around. an understatement. Been around. Uh so so there there that is. Yeah. I see in the chat right now, Nacho Ordinary uh gamer says John took more PTO. No, he did not. Uh, but this time it if it if it is classified as PTO, it's more like it's not jury duty, but it's more in that class. We're not going to. We're going to give him a scheduled PTO. He's not going to have yeah. to go to HR if he misses again. You know. Yeah, it's legit. He's not. On, he's not on counseling or anything yet. Uh, I I did. Uh, so I recently became an annual pass member, uh, for Disney World in Orlando, yeah. and uh, our Tinley turned. Uh, she had a birthday. Uh, 
So we checked her out of school and we decided a very impromptu Disney trip was in order. And this leads into what I'm going to say is two things is my topic. Two things. Uh, in real short, it was an it was an awesome trip where we with annual passes you're able to do things like park hop and kind of do what you want. So with that with that said, I was able to ride the three newest rides that Disney offers. So that's part that's my part one. I'm going to rank. This is Sean's ranking of the new rides at Disney, and I'll go three, two, one. So the three the three new rides are Ratatouille. Uh, that's in Epcot. It's a Ratatouille right. ride. Uh, there's a Tron ride in magic uh magic kingdom and there's a guardians of the galaxy ride also in epcot okay, okay. these were these were three rides i i'd never ridden and i was excited to get in and ride um were you going to guess what order i'm going to put them in oh number three <laughs> Number three out of those three is the Ratatouille ride. Uh, I'm not sure what they could have done for this ride, but it's more of a, you're like in this, in in this, it's a disconnected roller coaster is the best way I could say it, but they got technology where you're spinning and moving. It's, it's, you got to wear 3d glasses and in the ride, you're kind of escaping a scene from kind of like the Ratatouille movie, if that makes sense. It's like got with a the chef. Cool, yeah, you're 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 Remy, and there's a whole adventure where you're trying to yeah you're trying to get rid of that mean chef and you're trying to get food to your family. It's a whole deal. I think they missed a an option towards the end, uh, but the ride was still fun. Uh, and I get motion sick now apparently on these rides. <laughs> uh, shout out to the homie So Fly. He had he brought me Dramamine. Uh, he didn't have this was just for me, and he made sure I stayed Dramamine Dramamined up the whole trip. Hmm. That would be number three. All right. Next one. Number two. Number two would be the Neutron Cycle Ride. And I got to tell you, it is a close number one. Uh, when you hear people talk about this ride, uh, they're going to say things like it's too short and things like that. I'm going to tell you right now, the ride is amazing. It is awesome. I say it's too short because you're doing a zillion miles an hour on the thing. Uh, when you get on it, the whole queue is very Tron-esque. Uh, when you get on it, it is a cycle that you have to kind of crawl over and sit down on like a motorcycle-ish. And what happens, you pull your handlebars towards you. And as you do, the the back kind of sits down on you. So you're in, you're like locked in. Uh, and it, it's cool. I've got a, I've got a picture of me and SoFly. We wrote it together, uh, that I may put with his consent on our discord that kind of shows the position I'm talking about, but that thing is awesome. It does the thing where you immediately are out into the track and boom, it's, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but it's fantastic. Um, so if I'm talking this much about Tron and number two, also, if you get a chance, I'll give you guys a hint. On both of these two that I just talked about, Tron and the one I'm going to talk about, Guardians, if you go to Disney, they are in a virtual queue. You have to get in that virtual queue to ride these rides. You cannot stand by and wait. And to get in the virtual queue, open your Disney app in the morning. I think they do it twice a day, like in the morning and then at 1. You're probably going to get into the Guardians queue a lot easier than you are going to get into the Tron queue. Just giving you a heads up, but it's still worth it. with, With the Tron ride, does the loser yeah. die? <laughs> okay, so you are blue team in yeah. the Tron ride, as you should be. 
uh, and there are screens going on around you of things happening. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's not like one player's red, one player's blue. It's like everyone's blue, and you're going against red. Ish, yeah. And okay. it's funny, as we're walking up in the queue, there's very Daft Punk-sounding music playing, as it should be. Yeah, they did uh, the, the what's called the, for the sequel? The soundtrack, yeah. 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 Oh, they did the sequel, that's right. That was mm. what it was. Amazing, really fun ride. So now we're up to the cream of the crop, and when you're ready. Number one. The number one ride out of the new three that I rode is, without a doubt, possibly the greatest ride I've ever ridden. As far as, like, we're going to talk about a pure roller coaster. Uh, Rise of the Resistance is another ride at Disney I haven't even mentioned. That ride is always going to have a place in my heart because it is a, it's an, it's a, I don't even know how to explain that ride. It's, it's an adventure. Uh, that's just, it's an experience. Okay. So that's over there. That is always going to be awesome. But guardians of the galaxy is they found a way to capture something. I never thought in a million years they would be able to capture in a roller coaster. The queue is amazing. Uh, the vibe of the ride is amazing. If you're a fan of guardians or a fan of roller coasters, it is worth the price of the ticket to go to Epcot to get in that queue to ride that ride. It is mind-blowing good. Uh, one of the fun things about it, in true Guardians fashion, when you ride it, uh, you get a soundtrack with your ride. And it could be a, a different song. I, I think it was three. It could be more or they could change. I don't know. I have heard, I heard people in the queue talking and people that have ridden the ride, that if you get a slower song on your ride, it kind of changes the ride. Um, but I, we got to, me and me, SoFly, the whole crew, we were singing the song. Uh, I'm going to get you, get you, get you one way. It, it, the whole, it was so good. If you want to spoil it and watch videos on what happens, go for it. But it will not, it will not change your experience. From, from the time your car, your roller coaster takes off, it is amazing. Oh, that's cool. Uh, SoFly in chat is saying there are five or seven-ish songs and they will change it up at Christmas uh, to do, like he gave an example, instead of Run Run Rudolph, they'll do Run Run Rocket. Uh, and everything leading up to that ride is dope. Uh, like your standby, you get in a room that kind of... Terry <sighs> Crews is in there. He He's kind of part of the whole... It is amazing. So there you go. Three, now, two, one. Chris, what you got? I was going to say, now that you say that, like there's five or seven songs that are consistently playing... I really feel bad for the workers at that ride just because, you know, they're going to be to a point when they leave Disney, you oh, know, no doubt. to your point when like when you hear one way or not, you're going to be like, turn it, change it now. I never <laughs> want to hear. Well, you say that and I would counter with this. There, there's already been an employee that mm -hmm. have worked that has worked in. It's a small world. Oh, no. And so they will be. <laughs> yeah. OK, so there you go. Three new exciting Disney rides. Uh. And somebody in chat mentioned when I was talking about the virtual queues, they said, like Rise of the Resistance is. That has been scrapped. That is a total standby now. Oh. Good good luck. No, it it that ride, they actually set up the queue to be able to eventually handle a standby. Uh they also Disney now has like a genie pass, like the genie from Aladdin, that's how you'd spell it. Where I hear a lot of folks say that if you're gonna use the genie pass, because you can buy it per ride to use it on Rise. Save the time with your family to wait somewhere else. Um, 
and and just have fun. There's Disney's got so much good stuff going on right now. It's awesome. Uh, also, shout out to the uh, the cheeseburger egg roll stand. You guys are amazing. Uh, so I'm going to pivot to something that I, this is more of a PSA. This is my part two of two things. On our way home, we stopped on the Florida Turnpike. There's a rest station kind of in the middle of it. Uh, Bobby uh, put her phone down to wash her hands after using the restroom, came out of the restroom, realized, oh, crap, I left my phone. She goes back in. The phone is gone. So there's a couple of moments where you're like, okay, uh, uh, what are... In those moments, we're pretty sure the person who stole the phone got in the car and was driving off because once we started pinging it and we have the Life360 app, we saw the phone going southbound. Our goal was to go northbound. It eventually ended up near Miami. Ooh. Somebody like it stole their phone. A whole debacle, calling Apple, calling all the places to cancel cards that are linked to your Apple wallet, blah, blah, blah. Everybody was awesome. It's just what I'm reminding everybody is do the right thing. I have no, I have no way to know what person or reason this person took the phone was. I had a theory that it was a kid, teenager, maybe took it and the parents didn't know they took it or somebody took it with the intent to jailbreak it and sell it. Whatever it is, dude, in this day and age, people who have phones, um, think of that's, just do the right thing. And I, I had to teach this to Tinley and I want to teach it to our audience. Even when someone does you like that was done to us, right? It's it's an entire just headache. You got to order a new phone. You got to pay for insurance yeah. to get a new. It's even though you go through all that, be the person the next time you have a chance to do in our case, like if we see a phone on a counter, we're going to turn it in. Do the right thing. Use the opportunity to do something good because good does go come around. I truly believe that. So part two of my two things was the PSA. To just say, you know, and I do uh, look if you're not a fan of country music, you won't know this reference. But Luke Bryan has a song called Most People Are Good, and I truly believe that. So there you go. Uh, anything else you want to add on this intro, Chris, before we get rocking and rolling on this topic um, this week? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, thinking. I think it always the, the show, and I'm sure it does what you and John too. I listen to it. With two people, it's going to feel like it's going faster than it does with three. Sure. Um, it just it just does. Um, we could, it is what it is. So you're saying we should fire John? John is he's in the termination line right now. <laughs> um, he's getting his paperwork. Uh, but I'm just saying, guys, if the show goes by fast, maybe we'll have a chance to finally catch up on some emails. For sure. Because like, cause like, yo. Right. <laughs> All right, well, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We've made it to topic time for this week's episode. So what I want to do now is basically shut up so Chris can do a really cool intro of this week's topic. I feel like it used to take longer and therefore the music could fade out pretty much completely. Yeah. When I wasn't here one time, John totally made fun of all the things I did. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe he's got a point. But you did I it literally at the beginning of this episode. What I do? You came in and said, ladies and gentlemen, 
what we're at now is the intro. Then you described what intros are. <laughs> yeah, but that that was fine. I think that resonates. It sure, sure. A new person. I love it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but right, right, going into the topic, we literally say we're going into the topic. This is all being recorded. This yeah, it's fantastic, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the topic. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you now, if if you if you came directly to here or you hung out the whole time, you're here. Welcome. That's true. It'd be funny if John was watching this, by the way. He's not watching. He's not watching it. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's not watching. Exactly, chat. Chat is lighting it up. Uh, So, listeners, (laughs) the topic. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) You got this. Okay. Okay. I got a professional. The topic is. Showcase Showdown! Dude! There was, there's gotta be music tied to a Showcase Showdown. You know, I mean, but wasn't there, isn't that something on a game show? Yeah, Price is Right! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Showdown is, yeah. But, you know, I don't, uh, I didn't even think to grab anything. <laughs> I was just like, I don't so- know. Uh, it is uh, yeah we 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 called this episode showcase showdown because what we're going to do is talk about a couple of previews that are coming up because what would have been the old e3 season is just around the corner if you're tuning in and you were expecting to hear zelda part two that's coming right but you got to understand that game is massive and we gave you an uh it wasn't an intro it was like initial thoughts so when we get ready to talk about it again it's going to be like Final thoughts, review time, Richards, and all that stuff. When we're going to come in, we're not holding back, and we're just going to go. So when you stab Ganondorf. (laughs) With the bootleg Master Sword, because the other, you know, we do stuff like that. So be ready. That is coming. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But this week, we're talking about some things. And Chris, did you have something to lead in for that? Or or was the the Ganon thing you were talking about? I saw you kind of get ready to talk. No, no, it was just like, yeah, we figured not bad time seeing as Sony's literally kicking it off the day this episode comes out. So, you know, and they haven't had a showcase, uh, a PlayStation showcase, I believe in two years. I believe it was September of 2020 was the last or 2021. remember? Was the last yeah. time. And, and that was a big one because that was like where we got the Spider-Man 2 reveal. We got the Wolverine reveal. Um, I think we got a first glimpse of God of War, Ragnarok there, right? Some look at like Horizon. It was like they set up a lot of things in that showcase. It truly was a big show for them. Um, and we haven't heard. I mean, I guess we should start with Sony, right? Since they're yeah, first up. And I mean, uh, let's just be honest. I, I kind of like when I said to Sean when we were thinking about this, I was like, we should talk about maybe our expectations and maybe our hopes and. And then like what we think they need to do instead of just like going down a list of games. But, you know, the thing that's interesting with Sony's is, you know, they did that showcase, like I said, two years ago. And outside of like Spider-Man and I guess The Last of Us, right? There's that Last of Us multiplayer thing that we know is coming at some point. They really have nothing on the docket right now that we're one hundred percent. Yeah, right. like you know, yeah. I think we we all know tomorrow. I think the one thing we can agree we're going to get a lot of Spider Man too, right? I yeah, think that's yeah. going to be the big 
kind of like how with Xbox, you're getting a lot of Starfield. Sony, I imagine this is their big game this year. So we'll probably get a lot of that. Um, but yeah, after that, out, yeah, after that, who knows? The official, so Sony let out a, an official statement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says the show is going to be, it's going to run a bit over an hour. They're going to focus on PS5 and VR games that are in development. And it's very cryptic because they say from top studios around the world. Sure. What, the, what does that mean? So you could theorize all you want to. Uh, one thing we know concrete, like you said, Chris, is it's going to be, it's going to be Spider-Man heavy. Uh, they can't deny that. Like it, sure. it's going to be, uh, I, I won't be surprised if we get like a, a lengthy, like gameplay of it. Sure. You know I, I, mean? I imagine at some point, like I, I, either they will close or lead off with that. Right. And it will probably, if they, if they open it, I imagine like it would be a 15 minute demo of, you know, that's how it would start. Right. Of, of maybe our Spider-Man doing it and maybe kind of showing us what's new about this. Um, cause we, we have a news story on this. Like we know it's not co-op, so it's not like Sean can be Peter Parker and I can be Miles Morales and we can team up together. Right. Right. But that's we, not going to happen. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that in the news. Yeah. But we know they've said both these guys are in this game, so it would be really cool to get a glimpse of like, how is that going to work? Is it just going to be, at certain chapters of the game, you're Peter Parker and our parts, you're Miles. Or, yes, I think so. Or is, it gonna, to be. or is it going to be like, okay, I'm in the city right now. I have certain objectives I can do as Peter Parker and certain ones I do as Miles. And you switch out as you want to. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're kind of always part of your little, think of like a Final Fantasy game where you can sub in and out who you want based on their talents at any time. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. Uh, I think all of those answers are going to be like you say, and uh, I'm sorry, all of those questions will be answered. Uh, I, again, my gut just says it's going to be Spider-Man heavy, but that sure. doesn't mean there's not going to be a bunch of surprises or, or quick teases after that. Uh, something that comes to mind that you mentioned and I'm seeing in chat, uh, something to Wolverine. Like, we, what have we seen since we saw that amazing teaser? Yeah. Nothing. Do, do we have an update on it? I, I kind of hope so because that game looked kind of hype. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, if like they had a separate team that worked on Miles Morales that is doing that, or if it is just like all main Insomniac, and the, right. that therefore it was like, okay, here's a trailer because we've signed the agreement. I don't know if we'll see that tomorrow. It very well could be that we don't see that game for another two, three years. You know? Yeah. I I I don't know. Um, because I I, uh, I would like to see it, you know, but I think that's one where they were just more being like. Don't worry, we're not just doing Spider-Man. We've got our things there coming down for you. Yeah, and that's when you, you're like, well, what other things are there? Uh, so as I was getting ready for this, uh, I, I kept coming across fans that are wanting to see an old school IP mm-hmm. uh, or just an old school game kind of get a remake that we're not expecting. And I don't know how how real that is to, to expect. Uh, I saw a couple of times like, a Metal Gear Solid remake. And, and then I, I thought, well, hey, uh, or Spyro, like I just saw that in chat. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, PlayStation well, fans would be pretty excited. They're not getting that because Activision owns it. Exactly. So Spyro's <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, but they would be excited if they found a loophole. But like uh, an old school Metal, Metal Gear Solid game or whatever. I think something more likely like like Sony finally shows their version of cloud gaming, like, it, like what, what it's going to be. 
Maybe. Uh, because, uh, because, I mean, they're at a point where they've, they've got the tiered, you know, subscription model for, for everything that they do. But there's something, I don't know how to put a finger on it or how to really clearly say it, but the little the little backbone devices that are out there, it, it's so easy. Microsoft has this on lock where you can boom, play, and all of a sudden you're playing your Xbox games from anywhere. Yeah. On any, Sony's is so... Uh, for lack of a better adjective, it's so Sony about it. So it would be cool to maybe get an update on what they plan on do for that. Uh, naturally, I'm going to in a minute talk about VR stuff, but what do you got as far as yeah. something along those lines? The big rumor we keep hearing, and I think it's being said, even though it won't be surprisingly exclusive to Sony, because it originally was, um, is, yeah, there the big rumor going around is that Konami has a studio that's making uh Metal Gear Solid three. And you're like, why are they starting with three? For those who don't know, that is the beginning actually of the timeline for the Metal Gear Solid series. Like that's back in the forties and all that. Yeah. Um, and with, and with the way a, a solid remake of something uh, is the way they're able to do these, we've, we've covered games recently where it was like, man, they got to keep this going. The mm-hmm. right studio does a, the right way. It does the, re- I'm sorry, the remake the right way. Mm-hmm. It makes, it makes everybody happy and come back and love the franchise again. And it gets you excited for well, what can they do after that? So, but as far as things that are Sony, um, the one that seems the most obvious that should be about the time, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to get gameplay demo or anything, but I would definitely expect a teaser to some sort of uh coast of Tsushima 2 just yes. because that was what that was 2019 2020 one or the other so you know yes. it's been three years at least um they I, I doubt they're building a whole new engine or anything like this it'll probably be kind of like how horizon did right where you take what you have and go okay now we don't have to worry about anything holding us back because we're on next gen mm-hmm. systems um and it seems like that would be the next of their really big studios that haven't announced something. You know, it, it just, why wouldn't you, that game sold tremendously um, regardless how I felt about it, you know, like it was popular, right? Like, you know, that, that game made them a lot of money and for whatever you think of Sony having a ton of games that are a little bit similar to one another now <laughs> open world kind of, you know, do thing games they they do them well and <laughs> you know why not right sucker punch i think is is definitely uh i'm sure interested to explore that and there's more from that era they can do so i would love well, to also see to do a tie into what you said i i think they could do maybe tease the ghost of tsushima too but also is the timing right for ghost of tsushima to make its way to pc I think it's already it's already on PC. Is it already on PC? I, I, I don't so. play those kind of games on PC. I don't I don't know if it is. We might need to check that real quick. I'm pretty uh, sure. I'll double check. Because I'll, remember I'll they see. and we'll talk about this in news too. They they don't like to do simultaneous releases on games. Sure. Even though they they do well when they eventually get something over to PC, they they don't except for Last of Us. Apparently Last of Us was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for that. Uh, let's type in Ghost of Shusima on PC. Store. Uh, uh, Game Rant comes up, and it's from April of this year. It says there's no confirmation. It's planning a PC release. 
Oh no, uh, yeah. It, I thought it was, but no, it's not. Yeah. It's the case not for it to be next in line to receive a port is more than compelling enough. Okay. So so maybe that, that does line up. Yeah. So what if you sat there and had the teaser, right? The the reveal for two. And then you also said, Hey, by the way, Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut is coming to PC either later this fall, like you say our two things this fall are gonna be, you know two things. <laughs> Uh, at least have Spider-Man 2 and Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut for PC, right? Or right. early next year. And then maybe Last of Us Factions. I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like they said Last of Us Factions was supposed to be fall of 2023, but that seems like something that it would be the more likely of everything to be pushed to early 2024, I would say. You know, just given that's a very ambitious project that they're doing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think those that's the most one that's likely. The one that I would be most interested to hear if they have something in the mix is um is Blue Point, right? Blue Point was the studio that for the longest yes. time did a lot of the remakes of games like, you know, Shadow of the Colossus and then of course very famously for the launch of PS5 um they made what was arguably the first only ps5 exclusive game from sony which was of course uh demon souls their remake of that and there's been rumors that they are being given the reins to on one hand potentially eventually start working on their own thing develop something that they just want to make but i wonder if i'm sony there's another from software game that they have exclusive rights to that is not everywhere. And people have been begging from software to do an update to for forever to take advantage of the PS5. And I think they've kind of explained that the way that system is, they just can't do it. They can't move it from 30 frames to 60, I guess, without breaking the game. Right. And that, of course, is the for some people like until Elden Ring was kind of like the low key dark horse favorite right like you know you have people love Sekiro and you have people loved um dark souls but bloodborne has an, a massive following on playstation <laughs> and yeah, man, if i was gonna game, remake a game that would be the one <laughs> yeah that that makes actually makes a lot of sense and now we're starting to put together things that that really could line up from a company perspective on making sense yeah for a plan uh that so far you got you got one heck of a potential showcase that you're going to show and for sure that's, that's, that's pretty good what uh what would you want to see from the vr side you know because i know well, we we've gotten one big game right one big game so far in in horizon what do you think they need to to move over to a vr to start kind of doing what we've said like they well, need to figure out how to move these units well, yeah, I think this is the showcase where they're going to really to highlight instead of just having games that are in in a future or they're they're upcoming. Like if you go to the store and, and you see them like the PSVR store, we're going to sure. start getting some release dates. A big one would be like the Firewall. Uh, I think it's called Firewall Ultra game. That was a big game on PSVR. Hmm. And people were excited to be able to use the eye tracking uh, on the PSVR 2 for a game like that. Uh, a big game that, that they kind of teased, I want to say, in one of the last showcases uh, was Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, let's, let's get a release date finally on that Ghostbusters game. 
so everybody can play it. And 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 one thing that I think they're going to take advantage of, and they did say new IPs. I think they're going to try to throw at us some new VR stuff in the mix of that new IP. And I think the main reason that they're going to use this as a, a platform for it, one, yeah, because they they know the sales have been sluggish. Yeah, um, they're gonna, but they 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 get to talk about PSVR two stuff mm-hmm. before the Meta gaming showcase, which happens on June first. So they have about a week ahead where they could drop some like gaming goodness to say this is why you want a PSVR two on the heels or you know on the, on the right before meta has a chance to say no no this is why you need a meta so that's kind of where I'm, my mind's at with vr stuff I, right now i can't think of a game that i like have to see or have it's just the ones that they have told me about give me a release date and maybe drop a hey it's going to be available today type situation I, you That'd know be nice even if they didn't do it you know what i'd like to see from them you know and i haven't played it but i've always heard great things and they used him also as the free introduction to the PS5. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, exactly. Ast- I mean, like, it would really be nice to see Astrobot like say, This really worked for us. Let's take this and tell us what your dreams are that you couldn't do before and go make it, you know, and and make a flagship title. You're not wrong. People people loved Astrobot as sort of the flagship mascot for Sony. Uh, he, that VR game was one of the best, not only VR games that I played, one of the pure platforming games that I played ever. Yeah. That game was amazing. And you're, I think you're dead on. It's kind of like Astrobot. She's kind of, kind of gone away. And I don't know why. Hopefully because so. they're working on something special. And I mean, maybe they're finally ready to reveal it. That would be the kind of thing that I would definitely push to the front for something like this. Um, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I know we said we we're going to talk about expectations, but I mean, like the one thing here of the three that we're talking about today, I think we can all say this, like Sony probably has the lowest bar to clear. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. What, what, however you feel about all these companies, you know, and I have my criticism of all three, but like, they just are in a good place with their audience right now. Their audience they, is they satisfied. Really They're cleaning up sales. Um, you know, even when you take out like, sure, they only have one exclusive that we know of coming probably this fall. Uh, and really for this year, it's like, who cares, man? They got final fantasy 16, you know, that's exclusive to them. So, you know, <laughs> they, they, they're right. They're golden, you know? Yeah. And that look, that game looks amazing from everything I saw this week. So um, I, I would imagine also we're, I would think maybe you get a final thing for that. That could be put in there as far as our thing. There's no, yeah, there's no doubt they're going to have something. I, and I completely was going to say that. Then we, we pivoted to something else, but yeah, it's going to be Spider-Man heavy. It's going to remind you that final fantasy is coming out. Yeah. A hundred percent dude. The, yeah. Like the fact, like you said that it's exclusive. Yes. That, mm-hmm. That'll definitely be there. And, and I hope it shows us something on both of those that we just haven't seen yet. And, and like at length, like it, if the whole thing is an hour plus, give me some good girthy time with both of those things so I can see kind of mm-hmm. what's like, like, okay, in chat right now, if Acid said Final Fantasy VR, <laughs> I mean, that, that'd be a title that would be a, that'd be like legit. That'd be weird for sure. Definitely yeah. looking up and seeing a 300 foot. <laughs> yeah. Like summon. Ifrit or something. Yeah. Just yeah, raining can hell. You imagine. Uh, but to just remind you, uh, the the it's 
We record on Tuesday. You know this. If you've heard this podcast and were unaware, the the live stream starts at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So that's West Coast, California. East Coast, that would be 4 o'clock. And it's going to be available on, I believe, online. So like YouTube and Twitch and all that stuff. Sure. So is there anything you want to add before we kind of... I'm trying to think two things I would say maybe we could see. Yeah. It still feels a little early for more of Death Stranding 2, even because we just got that look at the, what was it, the VGAs. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see more if there's more ready, because I imagine they're not, again, like I don't think with that game they're rebuilding the engine or anything. So it might have a shorter development time than some other things. But then, um, a short speaking, Kojima development time? What? Um, uh, you know? He took a note from Konami <laughs> and said, I should work on that. Now, um, on the flip side, uh, going back to Final Fantasy, I think it's probably about time for a Final Fantasy VII Part Two tease. I could definitely see that coming down the pipe. And Capcom has a love affair with Sony right now for reveals, right? Uh, even though they don't make these games exclusive, pretty much every Resident Evil project gets announced somewhere with Sony, it might be a little bit early, but if they were going to drop anything, this would be the time and place for to say, Hey, here comes either resident evil nine is in development or, uh, maybe whatever their next remake project is going to be. Or yeah, as, uh, the chat said, man, devil may cry. It's been a while since we've heard. It has been a while. That's a good call. Uh, acid sugar. Yeah. Devil may cry game would get some folks excited for sure. Um, for uh, Chris is pointing at himself as he just drank water. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, that Pepsi that, water. <laughs> oh, that oh, I got it. I got you covered up. That pe- that Pepsi water, yo. That's what's up. Well, if we can, if you want to leave Sony there, I think we're good with it. We, we don't sure. have long to wait. Uh, tune in tomorrow, and then I'm sure we'll have thoughts on next week's show on what we learned from the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah. Uh, want to go? You want to go direct competition on Xbox next? Yeah, they are next up. They're on June 11th, where we're getting both their direct, which I think they say is about an hour and a half. I I thought that's what they've said somewhere. And then afterwards, of course, we get a 30 minute um, direct on just uh, Starfield with Todd Howard in his leather jacket that John loves so much. It's his favorite thing about Microsoft is Todd (laughs) Howard. Just like Kojima. (laughs) Knowing that, uh, so I immediately think they're gonna they're gonna remind you that the Starfield Direct is gonna happen after it during sure. the presentation, and we may get a a tease that makes you want to watch the direct. But Starfield is the big boy this year; it is yeah. the focus of the company. Uh, and I, I I don't know how much we'll get into this. I don't think it's fair that this is the hit or miss for Xbox suddenly. Like, that's just a complete ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, uh, but it but is. The, <laughs> it, it, it is it, it right, and it's so insane. I don't think that that Halo was messed up to the point that people say it was messed up. Yeah, uh, I, and I don't. I think a studio like Xbox or a, a developer like Xbox should be able to have a mess a, a mess up like supposedly Redfall is and was and all that stuff. And I sure. don't think it should be instant. Oh my God, your next game better be good, or you're done for. But that is what it feels like with Starfield. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, it's going to be Starfield heavy tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, on the 11th. Yeah, it's like 
we've really forgot real fast how good they were in 2021 um with you know of course with microsoft light simulator death stranding uh, which of course was on their console because they had an exclusive deal but you know having that having psychonauts 2 forza horizon like those are really good games um we enjoyed them yeah yeah i mean and then of course Halo. yeah i think we all raved i mean i loved playing halo infinite in the campaign and i think a lot of people myself included loved the multiplayer till it broke (laughs) so you know um you know that sucks uh and you know even earlier this year hi-fi rush uh was a fun experience but you know you you have things that have been in development and people have been waiting uh, the biggest being of course starfield for sure and i think there's just like people are doubting that and i think it's more to do with 76 than anything else um you know Everyone loved Fallout 4. Everyone loved Skyrim. Everyone loved Fallout 3. Everyone loved Oblivion. Like, the track record says you should not be worried, but I think because it's something new and we don't know what it is, people are worried, you know, just because you you never know. Maybe it's too ambitious, right? Because a lot of Bethesda games do feel like that when they launch. They're like, how are you doing this at this point in gaming? And it, it feels the same way here. One that I think about that people immediately would say to you right now if they were countering you would be Fallout 76. And I would say, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, it was a hot ball of trash when it came out at first, supposedly. But if you played that game now, they oh, fixed it, it, they listen, sure, and they, they make it better. So that's why I don't think it's fair to like just say the entire weight of Xbox is on Starfield. Yeah. It's like, you know what? That That is a big boy. It's a big game. There's a lot of hype around it because Bethesda was picked up by Microsoft and Xbox has the exclusivity to star. I get it. Okay. Enough with it. Let's temper our, let's be cautiously optimistic and let's hope that that game is amazing as it should be. Yeah. Uh, But Microsoft went on to say when it was talking about this, that yeah, we're going to see new games, but they also say we're going to have quote updates on major titles. Yeah. Um, So what do you think some of those updates will finally get will be? I think the two most obvious well, a couple of those. I think if, unless there's just really problems that we're unaware of, Forza Horizon will get, or Forza oh, yeah. Sport will get its release date uh, at, if, during if, this. If we don't see a Forza thing on an Xbox thing, I'm, I'm upset because I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I like Horizon more than Motorsport, but that is still a big thing. And, you know, for, for the sim car racer fans and all that kind of stuff. Like, yes, I, I can understand why they're like, where the hell is this game at this point? Cause uh, th- that was shown at the, you know, the reveal of the Xbox series X. So, uh, but after that, the two most obvious things I could think of that have been out there have been announced. One of them got a huge showcase before, but we did not see it this year at the VGAs and everyone went, huh? Cause we had been seeing it there uh hellblade hellblade to seems like yes yeah breach you know it's it's their big unreal first unreal five game and you know of course it's been kind of hampered in timeline because of that but it sounds like it's either gonna be this fall like late this fall like december or at some point early next year uh and then the other big one that We've seen a trailer for, we haven't seen anything else. And it feels like 
it would be a great time, you know, and it sounds like they're, they're closer to being done with it is avowed by uh, obsidian. Like those are the two big things. Cause you know, sure. Final fantasy is coming out this year. Right. And that is nice to see like that is going kind of back to their roots and doing a traditional fantasy type game, as opposed to the, like tech sci-fi stuff that they sometimes go out there and do. Right. Yeah. Or yep. decide to have a boy band adventure game for whatever reason. <laughs> um, uh, but we, here, we also, uh, like, this is, like, probably the closest that I've seen. I think all the fans of it have said, like, feels like a Western developer trying to do uh, an Elder Scrolls game since Elder Scrolls, right? So, yeah, that, that gets us all pulled in. The fact that it's Obsidian who has done stuff with Bethesda before, you're like, this could be something very special. And it would be great. Like, I think you're big. If you got that right there, if you said okay, Starfield is September, right? Maybe some point in October is Forza Motorsport. Say in December, we got um, Hellblade, right? And then you turn around and you said first quarter of next year is Avowed. And they actually hit all that. That'd be nice. And all, the, and all those games actually end up being solid. Yeah, that'd be nice. We're in a real new different place very fast. So Yeah, and that's how I think that's unfortunately that's how fast this thing is now mm -hmm. uh everything everything is like instant gratification or instant death and it's like <laughs> whoa wait a minute i've got a, a resume here of good stuff i think if john was here he'd also point out uh that we probably will see something about the outer worlds out outer worlds too possible Do you think possible um i mean they i know i know that i know it's one of his i know that's not one of the biggest games ever no um, i love it <laughs> yeah, but it, it is for me, it's tied to something Xbox likes to say, hey, we got this. It's coming out that, you know, mm. they really liked it. And and Avalanche, remember, they had a new IP. What was that called? Uh, con it was a whole new. Yeah. Con con contraband. Contraband. There you go. That game. Yeah. We haven't heard about and it feels like since the pandemic. Yeah, it was like two years ago when they they put that on there as a reveal kind of announcement trailer and we haven't heard anything so it kind of feels like as long as everything is moving along with that it would be time to maybe get a more deeper look of what's coming um also i'll throw out there i i won't say for certain it'll be there but you know arcane the good thing with arcane is you got the two studios you have austin who made redfall but you have uh arcane leon in france which is kind of like the a studio and they're the ones who did death loop i'm not saying they're gonna have a gameplay thing ready but it sounds about the time that maybe you would come around and say okay here's a tease for the next thing and again if you wanted to get people in good graces if they wanted to make dishonored three i would be, be fine time. with them revealing that game and i would be very excited you know <laughs> that would be or heck even for john uh pray Two, you know pray Two would be very nice too so you know or death loop 2 there's been talks of a sequel to that so all three of those games on the table from them would be really cool it's also been a while you know because we forget it's like they have all these studios now and we're I, like that's the weird part we're acting like they don't have anything like they're doing <laughs> right Right. We haven't heard from id. It's been a while since it's, Doom Eternal. It's been a while. Yeah, we haven't heard from id or Machine Games. Uh, all of their projects, you know, whether they're doing a new Wolfenstein or there was the Indiana Jones game that they announced they're making. 
um, all those things, you know, are on the table along with fable, right? Fable. I'm glad you said that because if you're an Xbox owner, there's some major titles that you are so happy to have on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, fable was one of those. Um, not everybody played fable, but man, they made three of them. And there's a fourth one they announced, and oh my god, it looked great from what we saw. Again, they know how to make that look good. Yeah. Can you imagine a world where like there's a fable no with the lineup that you just said? Uh, where we have something to look for for fable, and then some kind of way they give us a Gears of War follow up in some kind of yeah, way. like either a collection or something. Um, you know, because it, it's like the the coalition's been a weird spot. Like because they're such masters of Unreal, I think they've been as they've been trying to figure out what gear six has been, they've actually been maybe the most valuable studio to Microsoft because they're the problem solving studio. Like they just have experts on unreal engine and they send them to their studios whenever there's a problem. (laughs) And like, that's one of the problems with Redfall is they didn't know there was a problem (laughs) long uh, with enough time. If they had known, they probably would have sent them sooner. Uh, But you know, like it is, it would be nice. You know, we got Gears of War Ultimate a couple of years ago, and it I think it was a nice breath of fresh air, like a reminder of like how good that franchise was when it first launched. It would be cool if like they came back and said, now here's two and three remastered and or remakes, and we're gonna go ahead and pair them with the first one, right? To give you a full collection. Here you go. You know, all three games play the original trilogy, boom, and get ready for uh for six that maybe is coming further down the line. Right. I would think like maybe another year or two, but who knows? Maybe they are ready for that. You're muted guy. Who's talking I'm muted. <laughs> and all of a sudden you got really good stuff lined up for like a, you know, a developer in Microsoft that is on the heels of blah, 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 blah. Come on people. Yeah. And, and someone in chat earlier, there, there has been a made a lot made on this Game Pass, this current Game Pass model, where we're not getting a lot of gamers are seeing. I, I think we've talked about it, John specifically, and I've seen it online and stuff where people aren't happy with the content that's on Game Pass. It's almost like where did all the quote good stuff go? And that you say that, and I got to be careful because I don't want to feel like we're making fun of what's on there, but I know what they mean. They want like triple A stuff, day one stuff. Yeah. And uh, so maybe, maybe those. Microsoft reassures us that, yo, this is game pass. We got you. that would be kind of cool. I think, yeah, to your point, like speaking of expectations, right. I, you would think the expectation for them is that again, this will be a huge commercial for game pass and that's fine. You know, you do need to sell people how great this is. But the difference I really would love to see, and I think this is like when we're we're saying like what would be an A plus, if you could come out and just sell Game Pass where like outside of things that you've already announced that are AAA, like Stalker, you know, like no one is blaming Stalker's development and and the fact that it's not out on that studio because they're going through real life hell you know, with much more important things at stake than just a video game. But like outside of Stalker 2, I would love it if the rest, maybe fine show Diablo 4 because, well, no, Diablo 4 will already be out by then. 
if there's something with Blizzard and Activision, you have to show because they're technically about to be buddies. Yeah, 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 they're your, they're your family. You know, outside <laughs> of that, fine. I would love it if the rest of this showcase was nothing but Xbox and Bethesda Game Studios, and it was like nothing else. Like you know, unless it's really really big i know that or, yeah generating buzz for sure yeah like fine we can have a two minute sizzle reel of indie games that are coming i but, love sizzle reels yeah or do something else like you know save that for a different time like make this the focus of no bam here's a new update on this on this on this on here's what's rare scott here's you know come with a hammer and say no we do have studios and they have been working on things and yes the pandemic did kind of suck for us and maybe we weren't perfect but we're getting there you know and say we're coming you know that's that's what they need to do if they're going to be kind of like sony in 2015 mr typey typey yeah, but, um, I was I was responding in chat because that was a really funny joke uh, <laughs> that one of our good friends said. Uh, I, I'm excited because I'm ready for Microsoft to come out swinging again. Yeah. I believe that it's super important that everybody's doing good because we do live in a world where if you have too many hiccups, all of yeah. a sudden you're on the chopping block, and and you don't want that. Microsoft's not going anywhere; they got too much money, but sure, you don't want people to lose respect. You, you know, don't want there for what what they bring to the table. You don't want Xbox to become Zoom. Let's just put it that way. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, it's uh, a good way to say. Speaking it. So of excited. companies in danger of becoming Zoom. Well, what just remind <laughs> us before we leave? Chris already said it, but to end this to button this up, the showcase airs on June 11th. It's going to start Correct. at 10 a.m. Pacific. That would be California, and then 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, time and it probably is going to stream on all things. i think yeah so just look get ready for that and then as Mixer. chris said one company that might be uh turning into a zoom we hope not mm-hmm. um here we go if dom matrix and the expone revealed then kill xbox i think that's fair that's a fair hey, point. Hey, hey, that's a fair that's a very good first time chat to our <laughs> twitch chat shout out to ghost hand uh, and like what Chris just read, exactly what you typed. That is a fair statement. Xbox will not die. Don Matcher couldn't do it. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, happy, I think it's like the 10th anniversary of the reveal of the Xbox One. Really? It's already been 10 years. It's been 10 years, yeah. Since Microsoft threw everything they had as far as an advantage away in one day. In one uh, day. So funny. Well, so tra- we started off with two biggins. You know, uh, the other one we know for sure uh, is Ubisoft's Forward 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of let you know that's going to come up on what day, Chris? Uh, I believe it's the day after Microsoft on June 12th. June 12th, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't officially have a time yet. Yeah. Uh, but that's because Ubisoft has not announced the time yet. I'm sure it's going to be closer, probably like it was last year. It was yeah. between 12 and one specific time and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it's kind of thin from what we know right now, Chris, don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, let's just be frank. Their studios are having problems and they just in general are 
having problems on how their company has been structured and where gaming is at, especially for third party developers and where they need to get to, you know? Uh, and so they've been consolidating, canceling things. We've heard about all these uncanceled announced and unannounced games. Um, but I think we all agree that the thing that should be leading this and needs to win people over right in the immediate future, just to stop some bleeding the future, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which we believe yes. is coming this fall. We are hoping it's coming this fall. I don't know what Mike's going to do if it's not coming this fall. He won't have another <laughs> platinum to get to hold over John on his favorite series. It's, it, yeah, it's so crazy to think that now we need to worry about what our friend Mike is going to be yeah. Older. as far as expectations over John, who yeah. was uh, the self-proclaimed Assassin's Creed guy or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be Assassin's Creed Mirage heavy. I really do. Sure. Because uh, that's that's a that's a big one. You know, I mean, Hake um, says Mirage is already better than Odyssey, so that's a start. Oh my god, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I had to do a little research because I was like, "What do they have? Uh, do do they have anything up their sleeve? Do we see anything uh, beyond good and evil?" Uh, I, I think that's dead. So, I, anything other than Assassin's Creed, and I'll say Skull and Bones, but I'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to be kind of surprised. I hmm. did do some research, and I found out that a game. Uh, just had its first beta that that I, it's really not on my radar. Mm. And that's X Defiant. I don't. That's a game they could talk about. Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? Yeah, you're talking about the the FPS, right? Yeah, first. Person. Yes. Yeah, and and I think it got pretty positive reception for those who got into it. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the Call of Duty killer, but <laughs> probably not. But you know, it uh, looked like it was competent, and and people had good things to play. I. I Personally, don't know. It's not really my scene anymore to do. It's, yeah, it's not my. It's not mine either, which is crazy. Yeah, I just I saw that that was recently kind of in a beta, mm. uh, and you think of how companies want to line up line up a a plan, uh, you know, at a showcase type event, their 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 calendar, if you will, and that could be something they they kind of hit on. But I do think it's going to going back to Assassin's Creed heavy. Mike is in our chat, and he timed in that he also believes that Assassin's Creed Infinity will kind of tie into the Assassin's Creed talk. I do think there'll probably be a big segment on all things Assassin's Creed if there is more than just Mirage they want to talk about. Yeah, it's like with all these things, you know, they made the huge gamble going to a emphasis on as games as service, right, um, type thing with Division, uh, with Assassin's Creed. Seems like I would guess Ghost Recon and maybe even... Uh, not Rainbow Six. I mean, Rainbow Six pretty much already is. Uh, was what am I thinking of? Darn it, my favorite game <laughs> from them. What'd you say? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm hey, Nate, blank. no, Nate, no. <laughs> oh, darn it, spy game. Oh, uh, Tom Clancy. Yes. Uh, Why am I not able to think of it right now? Uh, I could just Tom go Clancy. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! Oh, Splinter Cell, Splinter, Splinter Cell. Cell, yeah, Splinter we did Cell. it, we did it. Thank you, we did it. Thanks, team. Yeah. Oh my Woo. god, we are old men. I'm gonna edit that down so no one knows that we started. Dude, if you except... will lose your mind and be Team Ubisoft if a new Splinter Cell, like a proper, well, 
Yeah, it would be if you want to say like for me as a fanboy, what would win me over is if and I know it's not going to be ready yet. It's like it's way down the line. We've seen a couple of images, but yeah, if, if some if they had a vertical slice of that game, like just, you know, like a three minute thing that sure the game's not built out, but it's like a concept of like, hey, we're going to take a classic level from the first game or from Chaos Theory, whichever one they're doing here and go here's here's five minutes this is this is why you need to come back to us you know and trust us that would win me over but yeah infinity i think i guess they would put some but i mean like the thing to me is like no you have to sell the thing you're you've got right now right mirage you haven't had assassin's creed game since valhalla and you're making a big change right you're going and saying this one's going to be closer to the old school you need to show that off to people because maybe, you know, I think you need to do two things. You need to make sure that you're keeping the Bahala fans interested, but maybe if there are some people that have been turned off from Assassin's Creed because it got so big, right? It got so, so grindy and, and kind of MMOE over the last couple of years, you need to give them something to say, like, this is the why this is the one you need to come back and give a try, right? Like now it's time to hop back in. Uh, and have some fun but what? yes huh i was gonna say speaking of hopping back in they're gonna remind you that they have a game called skull and bones mm. that even though it is delay danny that it's still a thing and they're gonna want you to remember that it's there and hopefully you'll play it in 2024 mm. that's <laughs> think i'm wrong you will get skull and bones in the ubisoft forward in some way yeah, hopefully it's like just a 30 second trailer and we move on from that. They're going to be on a boat again and tell you everything about it because that set costs a lot of money. Don't they also, they also have a new drive game that they announced, right? Um, Not the crew. Is it the crew? Or the crew, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, yeah, I thought yeah, there that, was a new new crew yeah. game that they revealed a couple months back. I, I imagine called, we're going to get I just looked that up. It was called Motorfest. Yeah, that's got to be another thing. Like, if that's coming this year, then... I would be heavily investing, you know, a, a lot of time to sell this. I'd like to hear some on the division um, with all their side projects, right? We haven't, it, they announced them and I don't think we've really gotten much of an update since then. Um, and I mean, that was a popular game. That's uh, yeah, but when they're focusing on something like that defiant game, uh, it's not against uh, like you, you see, you see gaming developers release multiple shooters at once i just don't know if that's similar mm -hmm. i don't know but i do know our co-host john would lose his mind if division three was announced yeah for sure um yeah. it's i mean part of me also wonders ghost recon i mean breakpoint i think kind of that opportunity has passed <laughs> because of how bad it launched um so if you're them, I would think you'd have that team pivoting and trying to find out like what's the perfect combination to make everyone happy, right? And make money. Maybe it's time for us to go uh, look at what's coming up with that, right? Um, and then I'm sure they're also going to have Rainbow Six and... Uh... Maybe, but but like legitimately when I research what they have going right now, Gull and Bones is, mm -hmm. it's a, it's, they're constantly trying to fix stuff with that game. Yeah, the Defiant game had the beta. Um, they're going to talk about Assassin's Creed, and the only other game truly that we know of in production is the crew. Everything else has been just silent on. 
Yeah. Like Bianca so, and Evil. I just, I mean, I'm with you. I think like, I think it's canceled. Cause like, if you just look at where the company is going, I'm like, why are you making that game? Like, it makes no sense for you to be making that game. If you're saying we have all these problems because that game, you know, there's going to be a nice contingent of hardcore fans who really loved the original. Right. And there might be people like you and myself and John who are curious because we're, you know, kind of the hardcore. Right. But the mass public, that game's never going to make as much as an Assassin's Creed or a Ghost Recon or a Division would for them. Right. Uh, Or even the other game that we know will be there in some fashion. And we'll also make them millions of not billions of dollars probably this year. Just dance. <laughs> oh yeah. That that's why Ubisoft <laughs> that in it in itself is why Ubisoft as a developer, as long as they, as long as they stand alone and make a, a just dance game, they'll be fine. Have plenty of, they'll have plenty of money. So that's why I'm not worried about them going away. And I, I do want to reiterate, mm-hmm. we don't want Ubisoft to go away. No, we, we want them to do good things. Uh, I saw in chat that somebody brought up watchdogs again. Don't give me a crappy watchdogs. Give me a, give me the exciting, how I felt when I first saw watchdogs. I I haven't really played them. I'm just talking about how it made me feel to see it. Yeah. I didn't really love Legion. I thought I would, but it, it just didn't come together. Um, they could, it would, I'm sorry. It, it definitely could be made right. Uh, uh, it could be something that's in the pipeline for them. And also, you know, if there's one, if you are going to go for something that's not a games of service type stuff, Rayman, those Rayman games, the last, you know, uh, the Xbox one and 360 generation were really, really, really good. Uh, so I would love to see something from that because it's been forever since we've gotten a new Rayman game. Uh, you're not wrong. And what hasn't been forever, but something that has been good for Ubisoft that I'd be surprised if we hear on would be whatever is next for Mario plus rabbits, but we just had it. So I don't think they're going to tell us anything else. Yeah. Yeah, Unless they, they talk about some update that's coming to it or I don't know. I don't know. Cause I still feel like that, that newest one is so, so new. Um, you know, but look, by the time we get this forward, it mm-hmm. is in September. That's a long way. That's another what, almost four months away. So you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get lucky and they'll announce uh, Master Chief versus Rapids. <laughs> that would be dope. <laughs> uh, I do know that something that would surprise me. Weren't they working on? They had the Avatar game, but what they had a. Oh, yeah, that game. is the other one I keep forgetting. Yeah, the Avatar game was supposed to originally come out this spring and. But it got, got delayed. delayed. Um, you know, so it would be nice to see more of that, too. Be, I'm, hopefully it isn't going to be like on a James Cameron schedule where it comes out with the release of Avatar 3 in about seven years. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, and that's really. Other than Beyond Good and Evil 2, I don't have anything that I even want to say that they may bring back. Are they? Um, they're working on a Star Wars game, aren't they? Aren't they? That, yeah, I said that when you when you talked about Avatar. Yeah, yeah. And I think they originally remember they talked about that Sorry. that game being like how they got the division, where it's like an ongoing game. 
Yeah, because it's supposed to be like massive open world game, right? Yeah, yeah. So and that game's kind of been shelved. I don't know if it's been delayed, but you know me, I'm a I'm a stickler for anything Star Wars. And sure. if it's kind of dope, I mean, I, I'm in. It makes me excited. So, I mean, if you were gonna take something to help save your company, uh, respawn Titanfall two didn't do well. I mean, yeah, sure, Apex did, but you go out there, and you make Jedi's, you know, Fallen Order, and now Survivor. They seem to be doing pretty good. Yes, might be a good way to bring people back to Ubisoft very fast. Is give right. them a really good massive open world uh, Star Wars RPG. So we'll see. I, I imagine if they got something to show us, that's going to show. Yeah, uh, they'll definitely pull it out. You know. Yeah, I'm. I never would ever do. I'm rooting for them, but at the same time, I just I I know the history of Ubisoft like showcases, and they're yes. always so weird. Like because they really do want to give the full presentation. You know, like they have to. They can't ignore just dance but it's the weirdest part of the show like i remember what was it a couple of years ago right before uh covid i think the last one i'm watching and you know one moment miyamoto's up there and i'm like wow this is great this is such a cool moment you know to have him on stage at an ubisoft event and then two minutes later there was a panda walking down dancing <laughs> you know just having the time in his life and everyone in this crowd is like WTF is happening right now. <laughs> it was like, wait, what? You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, I can't wait, it, though. It's a yeah, it's it, most exciting it, time. Yeah. Won't you agree that, like, it's exciting because there's like conferences happening and that means yeah. news and updates. And if you're a gamer, we don't have E3 anymore. This is what we get now. So we thought it was important to kind of get you. Get you yeah. ready, get your, your I, gaming palettes juice, you know, juiced up and ready to do something. So yeah, I guess that we should make note that there is one technically other, um, which of course is Keeley's uh summer game fest thing is coming. And, and you, you never know, know what's coming out of that. Yeah, I imagine like a lot of third party people will, you know, for instance, like from software, I think uh they they of course got armor core coming later. I would imagine that's where they're showing that game since they revealed it at the VGAs. Um, and who knows, maybe that's where Death Stranding 2, if it does get shown some more, will be will be with them. But they're kind of like, it, it's a little bit different, right? Because it's not like Keeley has, like Keeley's only expectation is he's just got to show you that it's worth tuning in to it. That's it, right? Like he doesn't have to save a company or anything. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, watch my stuff. Yeah, he can be like, hey, Cyber, you know, hey, uh, CD Projekt Red, why don't you come and show new Cyberpunk DLC stuff, right? And it'll be fine for them. <laughs> I'm messing with my camera. I can tell. Yeah. Because I, I, I started seeing myself on the stream and I'm like, I look terrible. You look but fine. It could, again, it could just be, yeah, it might just be this monitor. I probably need to calm down. You're being but too loud, Sean. I'm being way too loud. I need to calm down. Taylor Swift is apparently selling out a lot. <laughs> she also, can I just say that I love Taylor Swift uh, staying on stage during her Eros tour, even when it rains. Sure. I think she's like, I'm going to make my money. I think that's super cool. Yeah. I imagine that's got to be a fun, a uh, fun, unique experience that want to go. Well, I meant for her like to do something like, Oh, that. <laughs> she, yeah. Because it's like her and Prince. That's who performs in the rain, apparently, right? Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, you want to do some news? Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's been great. Uh, one, one last time, the, the Ubisoft is coming out. Uh, I, I closed it down. Uh, Ubisoft Direct. Uh, that twelfth boy is, uh, yeah, September the twelfth. Yep, September the twelfth, all the way in September, the twelfth. I, I think. Oh no, June. I misread that. Bad boy. <laughs> what was coming? Earlier, I mentioned something about having until September, and I thought that. So, if you heard me say that and that confused you, we are we are rectifying that. <laughs> so, uh, there you have it. June twelfth. Be on the lookout, just like we will, and I'm sure we'll have more for you. Uh, in the form of news, which is what Chris just said we're pivoting to. So there you go. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! News. Yeah. Uh, Our news department was, uh, they're busy today, but we have, you know, like in sports, they say next man up, right? Next Next player up, whatever you say, our next player stood up. But speaking of players, in terms of Spider-Men, yes, there'll be two, but you're only going to be able to play as one. Let me clarify that, just like Insomniac did. So here we go. Insomniac has clarified ahead of tomorrow's PlayStation Showcase, or today's, whenever you hear this, that while Spider-Man 2 will feature both Peter Parker and Miles Morales, it will remain a single-player experience like the previous two games, and it will not feature any co-op. When asked by a user on Twitter, the Insomnia, Insomniac account kept it brief. Nope! It's an epic single-player adventure. There you go. I think it's going to work out fine, and we hinted at that, Chris. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, um... I didn't think it would be co. I mean, that game would be impossible. I mean, how? Like if it right, right. Like think of the kind of co-op games we've played recently. Yeah. And you want a Spider-Man game to be co-op? Like an open world. Like the the problem that is just there is that you'd have to have a tether between Miles Morales and and Peter Parker, well, and well, it's Gears like War does it or did it? Yeah, but they're on the ground. Like the difference here is the key right. thing. If Spider-Man Sean, yeah, 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 yeah. Sean's like, "Oh, there's the Empire State Building. I'm going to go towards that." And Chris goes, "Oh, there's you know the Freedom Tower. I'm going towards that." Next thing you know, game breaks, or you know we get slingshot to whoever's game is being hosted. Right? No, uh, we kind of hinted it before. Uh, I, I, it makes sense. It, it's just more of like the interesting part is like, how are they going to let you play? You know, is it right? Is it going to be that you really are just Peter Parker and Miles Morales is more of um, kind of the equivalent of Atreus, right? Where he has his own power up combos, or is it like you get to pick which one you are outside of maybe certain missions, and they have their own development paths and XP things, right? And you can be whichever one you want whenever you're just out there swinging and doing things, and then when it's time for a story beat. Sometimes you're Peter Parker. Sometimes you're Miles Morales. I don't know. It's ambitious, though. I think ambitious, but also needed because we've had a Spider-Man game. Yeah. We've had a Spider-Man Miles Morales game. So now you got to see how this is going to work. I want to know the villain. And plus, when does this come out? I got to play Miles Morales, buddy. You do. Miles Morales is like, 
Silence so Along is is that, and yes, it is still a lot of that same gameplay. So for you, it might be a perfect time because you'll have had such a big break from the first one, right? It'd be a nice refresher before the the next one. But right. I have to say, like low key, like the end of that story is just as powerful as the end of the first Spider Man game. Really? Oh yeah, it's very good. Nice, very good. Um, but yeah, I I love it. Can't wait just watch june 10th Ooh, or uh ghost hand added that there's a bet oh that's that right it's venom to unlock either venom of symbiotic like a symbiotic tree for both miles and peter that would be that would dope. be cool yeah i, I did dope. like i just said like a minute ago like oh i'd like to know the villain and i was like that's right they've already revealed it's Venom. Yeah. that's how much i like try with these big games to put things like you know like something like starfield can't help myself i'm like where are all the things Todd's playing in the game? I want to play that thing. But like with all the other games, I really do try to be like, get the hell away. And that is a game I just want to go and experience. You know, I want to watch this. And afterwards, I don't want to watch anything else for Spider-Man. I just want to come out and play it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Can yeah. I tell you something? What's if it up, works, man? don't change it. I mean, that's a good philosophy. It really is. Yeah. Uh, despite pleas from Steam users to make Sony exclusives such as the upcoming Spider-Man 2 launch uh, the same day on PC as they do PlayStation 5, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan is doubling down on Sony's current strategy. In an interview with Famitsu, Ryan stated the current strategy of porting PS5 games to PC two to three years after initial release has worked well for the company, adding... I often have the opportunity to ask game fans for their opinions. And when I ask them how they feel about the time lag, they often say they feel the release of the PC version two or three years after the release of the PlayStation version is acceptable. Sean, if you were mm -hmm. to like, just by some weird chance, go ahead and go all out on a new PC. Yeah. Like, would you want Sony to start putting their exclusives out the same day or? Yeah. I I I think if it here's the deal, not maybe not same day, but within like a week or a month. Yeah. So the year seems too far. I I think you mm. you get the hype going unless the model is that like they they see a trend where like a game comes out, it's a big game, it's got an apex it reaches, and then as it starts dwindling down, that's yeah. the two year mark or so where they start announcing that it's going to be for PC drum up excitement to extend the life of a game's journey, you know, for money making. Yeah. Uh, if that's what they want to do, cool. If they don't want to make it all up front, I mean, I can't hate on them. I'm just happy that we're in a world where we can talk like this and we can say, you know, PS5 or, P sorry, PlayStation games are coming to PC, which is something we didn't hear, you know, five years ago. So, sure. I think that's cool. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, like as a guy, of course, who loves PC and would rather be on PC than either of these consoles, if I'm just being honest at this point, even with the issues with PC ports at the moment, um, you know, I get some of it. Like I get the fear. I do get the fear of we're console company first. We're not like Microsoft. Like, no, we really do need to be number one right. in console sales. And that's where our bread and butter is on the other hand, I, I just think all you're going to have is if you do this, is you're just going to have a, a huge contingent of people that are going to buy the game 
anyways because all they own are pcs that's where they game on day one like i think that's what you're gonna get like i think you know like for instance mike is gonna go buy it final fantasy 16 if it found or, or spider-man 2 if mike wants to play spider-man 2 he's gonna buy it on his ps5 why trophies and sure maybe at some point they'll bring trophies over to the pc side of things i think they've talked about that dude if they do that i was gonna i was gonna bring that up but i'll let you keep on yeah like i just i i still think people like mike are still gonna go play on their ps5 and i think that's the bulk of that that base is not going to care that they have a PC. They're going to go play there just because they're used to it. And, you know, you get a lot of nice convenience with console that you don't always get with PC. But for people you're, like you're myself, yeah. I mean, if you told me, yeah, like I could play Spider-Man and now I get the power of my 4080 behind it. That's exciting to me, you know, to see like what insomnia I could do with that. But I don't know. If, what if they added, if they really made it happen to where there was an inclusion of a, a Sony game mm -hmm. within Steam, they made it to where Sony games show trophies that link to your your profile across all your PlayStation, your online account and your PlayStation account. Like, let's say if you go back and play the game on your PlayStation Pro, they'd be just fine. And people like Mike would probably play games on the better system. I yeah, I, I will say, no, Mike actually did just chime in and tell me that, no, he would go to PC if uh, if if basically Sony was putting him on there the way Xbox did. And they had trophies, you know. So maybe that's the one way you do keep it separate is you don't bring trophies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, but people like hearing like an epic, you know, reward or an epic sound, oh. you know on a game like that speaking of epic rewards oh you want to talk about those huh yeah. epic has announced it has launched a reward program for its online store called surprisingly or not epic rewards users can earn five percent back in rewards for every eligible purchase they make on or in the epic game store this mm. includes any games applications dlc and virtual currency, including V-Bucks. It should be noted that any rewards won't be added until two weeks after the associated purchase and then has an expiration date after 25 months. Yeah. Seems like this is very similar to uh, Nintendo's program, right? Which is one of the things, like, I know I give a lot of crap to Nintendo's online stuff, and I, I definitely think whenever the Switch 2 or whatever you want to call comes out, they they need to get more modernized than they they even had to uh, get before yeah um but you know the one big credit i do give them um and this is nice because it's not like how steam does theirs where you just get a currency you can spend on yourself and not on games um like it's doing that thing like hey if i go over here and i continuously buy things eventually i will get to a point where i have enough rewards saved up where hey i can get a discount so you know it's kind of making you invest in the system and that's the kind of thing you have to do when you're facing the goliath that is called steam on the other end yeah. so yeah what about you sean yeah. are you are you gonna start buying things on the epic no <laughs> i uh, figured and i don't mean that to be ugly i think that i'm at an age to where i kind of have i'm set in my ways so sure something 
that becomes the new thing that I, I kind of get in on the on the ground running with, I'm probably going to, it's not abrasive to it. It's just not in my, in the way that I do business, if that makes sense. So to I'm sound, happy for folks that, that use it. I think it's a good reward perk. I hate that it, you, you, you got to wait a little while before, before you get your, uh, you know, your, your rewards. I'm thinking of my Papa John's account and how like within a day or two at most, I could, I get my Papa points for my mm. next purchase. Uh, but that's food and this is different. I get it. So, but Hey, any kind of a reward program, if you're, if you're a part of that company's, uh, you know, ecosystem where you're buying things, Hey, thumbs up for giving us a little something back. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Pivot to that one, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I hope to round up some of those rewards at some point when I buy things. Hey, on that's the- pretty good. <laughs> Speaking of roundups, buddy. Uh, Take Two had their quarterly earnings report that has shed some light on various aspects of the company's upcoming projects, including a tease of a GTA 6 release window. First off, the company revealed it has canceled multiple unannounced projects. One has to wonder what those could be, Sean. I, maybe we're not going to get that Saints Row 4. <laughs> We thought we weren't getting after the last Saints Row. Uh. <laughs> uh, other unannounced titles have been delayed with the company saying the development timelines of some of our titles have lengthened, especially as we strive to redefine the creative standards of excellence in our industry, which affect our release slate for this year. As far as the upcoming physical year for 2024, which runs from April of this year through March of next year, uh, it will include new entries to, of course, the NBA 2K and WWE 2K uh, franchises, as well as, quote, an eagerly anticipated new IP from one of our premier studios. The rumors are that maybe Ken Levine's Judas, which was recently revealed, uh, or a multiplayer character action game that's being made by 31st Union, and that is headed by the guy who used to head... Um, sledgehammer games that did uh sledgehammer (laughs) no 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 uh it appears gta 6 may be ready in the fiscal year for 2025 even though wasn't officially said uh that begins of march of 2024 with the report stating in physical 2025 we expect to enter a new era by launching several groundbreaking titles that we will believe will set new standards in our industry and enable us to achieve over $8 billion in net bookings and over $1 billion in adjusted, unrestricted operating cash flow. Sean, I know yeah. you don't know tons about all this stuff, but I can only think of one game that would get you guaranteed to $8 billion if you released it uh, next year. Can you guess what title that might be? Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> but are you ready to go play GTA next year? Uh as long as they have heist and other fun stuff. Why are mm. we not playing GTA five now? Huh. We but should. Yeah, uh, I mean it's ten years old. <laughs> it, well, it's a it's still so good. We we did play the cuss word out of that, didn't we? We could go back to Red Dead. You wanna go play Red Dead online? We get I'll see you later. I gotta actually get off the show now. Um, forever. I'll see you later. I never want to play Red Dead. Is so boring to me. It's crazy. 
It's not fair, and I'm not bashing it. That's one man's take on it. Yeah. The other the other man here loves that game. Look, we could get online and you can get on a horsey, and then I'll throw a rope around you and drag <laughs> you for all uh, your oh terrible my takes. God. My man said a horsey. That's yeah. what's up. I mean, what uh, do you call them? It's not often we get Take Two's uh, <laughs> quarterly earnings report, so this is pretty cool. It seemed very. I mean, like the thing that's intriguing is the idea that there's apparently something that's coming out, whether it's Judas, like, and Ken Levine actually, he was on another podcast this week. Like, you know, Ken Levine is the weird myth- mythological figure that made Bioshock at one point and then disappeared one day and we haven't heard from him in about 12 years now and now all of a sudden this year he's starting to resurface which kind of tells me oh maybe his game is finally ready um but who knows you know in my entire life i never looked up what ken levine looks like he looks like kind of looks like a comedian that i know yeah okay he does really funny (laughs) He looks like he should uh, be a, a mid-manager guy somewhere at a corporation. <laughs> yeah, I will say this is pretty funny uh, as we move on from Ken Levine. He was on Twitter, and somebody uh, asked, are you related to Adam Levine, the frontman of the Gra- Grammy-winning Maroon 5? Uh-huh. Ken Levine said, he's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Ken Levine, uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, all right, so if you're a fan of Heroes... Like, you know, Mariah Carey song or Foo Fighters, you know. Song. They got a new drummer. They do got a new drummer. That was big news. Uh, here's the deal. In the video game world, we got to bring you a piece of news that says no more heroes. Oh. Blizzard has officially scrapped Overwatch 2's long-awaited PvE hero mode. Overwatch 2's executive producer, Jared Newis, Noose, Explained the decision to cut the PvP content during a Twitch stream, stating, quote, Do we continue to pour all that effort into PvE, hoping we can land it at some point in the future, or do we stick with this set of values that we have aligned on and focus on the live game and focus on serving all of you? With everything we have learned about what it takes to operate this game at the level that you deserve, it's clear that we can't deliver on that original vision for PvE that was shown back in 2019. What that means is that we won't be delivering that dedicated hero mode with talent trees, that long-term talent power progression. Those things are just not in our plans anymore. That's the end of the quote. Despite losing the mode, Blizzard still has a detailed roadmap with season five through seven scheduled for the rest of this year. Chris, your thoughts on Overwatch not having a PVE and, and uh, is that a good or bad thing? I think it, it makes sense. Uh, just when you look at the realities of what they're trying to do, it, it should be noted with those seasons, right? While there's not going to be an independent, those seasons themselves will include PVE modes and events. So that's kind of like why I think they're going to that is, you know, that this is the reality that Microsoft came up against. And now I think they're coming up against and they have, pivoted a lot better than microsoft (laughs) did back for halo infinite which is like if you're going to do these games it's like the way epic is and the reason they're successful is they have so much money that they can go this is the fortnite team there's a little bubble shield around the fortnite team no one will ever 
be allowed to say, hey, can we get help with X project from the Fortnite team? Because the Fortnite team does one thing, Fortnite. They're either working on new maps for Fortnite, new season DLC for Fortnite, you know, skins that are going to come out in a couple of months for Fortnite. Everything that they need for Fortnite is being housed in that studio and you cannot take them away from it because it makes billions of dollars for them every single month, right? On the flip side, if you are Blizzard, you do not have the resources to pull away from what the core Overwatch experience is. Overwatch is always going to be about the PvP and an online mode. And to say you're going to take someone, you know, 30 developers away and have them work hardcore on the basis of this, right? And then at some point, you're going to find a way to pull the rest of the team in to, to finish up development. It's just not you know unless you're going to just hire a whole new team and teach them something which would take years it's just not practical if if i was invested into this franchise and i had a promise to me mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're like mm, all that we talked they got you excited we're just kidding it would make me mad and I, but i gotta say that with a caveat because every experience i ever had with anything overwatch was strictly pvp so uh, and the other thing that I remember from Overwatch when I was like kind of in that world, Chris <laughs> would always send me the, uh, you would let me know when the new shorts had come out on the characters. They were so They're good. Kind of, they were so good. So mm-hmm. th- thoughts and prayers to anyone who like is kind of like, you know, PO'd yeah. about this. That would suck. I get it. Hopefully the game itself, though, if you're a fan of it, it is actually good quality content. And unfortunately, if they made this decision, it's the game will at least launch this way. If if there's enough pushback or the game doesn't do what it's supposed to and they get the feedback that it's because of no PVE, they'll switch their tune. But that's a that's a hard needle to move for a company like Blizzard in this game. For sure. And before Chris, we yeah. do the last thing. Finally. Uh, Sean, sir, fun fact. I like fun facts. At one point, unforgivable curses were unforgivable. Exactly. Right. As they should be. Fans of Hogwarts Legacy might have been surprised to learn that the game does not have any repercussions for players who choose to use the unforgivable curses. However, a data mine of the game has revealed developer Avalanche Software thought about it a lot. Uh, the data mine uncovered an unused more, more morality system that was tested just before launch. It would have given a house point penalty to wizards who chose to use one of the three curses with, av- uh, I should say it as, Avada Kedavra! Um, <laughs> costing players 100 house points, Imperius 50 points, and Crucius 25 points. Other actions like extortion or bullying would also cost the player. I like I like that they thought of it. It's just like for them I get why you put them in the game. I I do get it cuz you're like trying to encompass the world of Harry Potter. There's just something really weird about regardless if there's a morality system or not like a 14-year-old kid 
like deciding to literally, you know, one shot a friend or an enemy. Like that's kind of it could get out of hand. It could get crazy. Right. And like is is a like that is one of the most immersion breaking things is like when I'm sitting there next to a teacher and I go Avada Kedavra because I just want to get past these enemies, you know, and he's just like at most he's like, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, I was going to say I haven't got to that point, which is just surprising for me to say out loud. But yeah, uh, if 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 I, I would say I would kind of be OK if it was done in front of the school or teachers that they could see you. Uh, but I also know that they have a way to know what magic comes out of your wand. The Ministry of Magic does, nerd. Um, but you said that you just confirmed that there are points that teachers are in front of you and you have to do a fight a certain way. So, uh, well, I mean, I yeah, know. they don't want to. It's like I get it's like from a gameplay standpoint, you're trying not to hamper the player how they want to play, right? Some people have wanted to be a dark wizard, just have that power, that understanding. So it's like a really weird mix. And it would be a lot easier to explain if we were talking about a character that wasn't in Hogwarts, right? If he was maybe the professor against the dark arts in Hogwarts, you could get away with it. I don't know. But (laughs) um, it is weird. I will say, Sean, if you do go back to it, the, the quest line where you end up getting those because uh, it's it's for it's the one most of your part, favorites in the game, right? Yeah, it's it's by far like I know I wasn't huge on that game, and everyone's like, "Oh God, he gave it a seven point five. It must be terrible." I'm like, "No, there are great moments, and that's probably the best side quest that's in that game by far, and it's totally worth doing. It's very interesting until the end, but oh no, oh the end, no, the end just kind of throws away everything. But it's like, oh okay, oh uh, no, <laughs> but the event itself is great. You know, going yeah, going. Yeah, I was fun. sitting there thinking, I've got, I've got to finish Jedi. I got to fi- finish Res Four. I'm, I'm sounding like John now. I got yeah. to finish Hogwarts. These are all potential goaties. You have two weeks to do this before Diablo comes out. Dog, I don't think we've ever. I, I don't know. I don't know why I feel this way, but with the three big ones, mm-hmm. Zelda, Diablo, and Final Fantasy, and then Starfall. I've never Starfall. What's it called? Starfield. Starfall. Starfield. I've never had so many games where I was like, it's not going to be right to just, we need time to play these games to give them proper. It's such big games. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't. There's part of me that just looks at Final Fantasy 16 because I really, like I said, I really liked what I saw this week and then look at it and I go, but you're you're two weeks after Diablo, you poor poor thing. <laughs> but uh, you know, one way you could get this done, Sean, get these games done, if we How? if we wrapped it up. Never. I think we still should probably do it just to be safe. I don't know. Seems like a good <laughs> idea. Electronic mail from the future.
let you know that we haven't done email since I've started using this mic again. It, I did not know. It wasn't no, it wasn't um it wasn't necessarily loud. It's just because again, like yeah. it's not your fault. It's just that that mic doesn't have the um right the Elgato nice little things that you get. And yeah. it got distorted. That's all it was. I'm sorry. I did Ow. say the uh, electronic mail from the future. Uh, I will say, uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do so to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Normally, I would say just like blank, uh, but I can't right here. Uh, because in chat, this first email, Chris, the person mm-hmm. is in chat mm-hmm. and said, we don't have to read their email, but do we do we listen to that? I don't do know. Just go with it. I mean, does he not want us to read it because he's embarrassed or because he cares about our time? Because no, he says you boys can skip my email if you want. It's I put on shirts. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Acid says, "Yeah, Acid says never read it." He's a mom. Read it, read it. All right, here we go. There you go. Here we go. Uh, What up, boys? And he titled this uh, "Redfall Conspiracy." Uh, I have a conspiracy theory. I thought up that you can sink your teeth into that's a red fall pun um <laughs> if i recall red fall was going to release on ps5 but they dropped it not long ago maybe it's an fu to sony for the activision troubles they're putting xbox through but the news it will only be 30 fps on release is it possible the ps5 version had a 60 fps running and Microsoft dropped the PS5 version to save themselves the embarrassment of the game by Bethesda running better on their competitor's console. My wife. Your wife? <laughs> uh, that's a, I, I see now. Why uh, he might. Why he might have, but it's an interesting thought. Uh, it's a thought. Uh, it's a thought. I don't think that's what it is. No. Uh, I think, Chris, I think you highlighted it well that it was a it was a lesson learned from Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to kind of rehash that real quick, you can on why you think that they just messed up. I mean, yeah, they just it's that thing of you have two new companies merging together and you're not aware of everything. Microsoft made the mistake of kind of just letting Arcane do its thing. I mean, why not? Right. They made Deathloop. They made Prey. They made Dishonored. They seemed to like put out good stuff. And by the time you started to realize there were problems. Uh, and I think like the only direction they gave them is say like, Hey, don't worry about the PS five version. And that was announced by the way, you know, over two years ago. So obviously it's been in development for forever. Uh, and it would not have been in a state back then where they would have known how it was going to run on PS five or compared to Xbox, uh, series X or a PC. Right. But, um, you know, as far as then, they just decided, hey, we're going to let this team do it. And for whatever reason, the lines of communication did not open up that they were having problems with the engine and making it work. Right. And Phil's been pretty direct. He said, like, if we had known about that kind of stuff, probably in fall of last year, we probably would have been in a good place to have it ready uh, for launch. But unfortunately, the way it is now, it's like, hey, we got a roadmap, but it's going to take longer because they didn't start working on until I think he said february of this year is when the coalition jumped in to help them so that's really what it is game development's hard folks it's it's yeah it'd be hard Mm -hmm. wait what huh (laughs) next email comes in from tucker 
Uh, of right. course, uh, the title Ooh. says we're going to sip Bacardi like it's your birthday. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. Mm. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. Firstly, happy birthday to my main man, Sean. Thank you, bud. It's totally chill that you took time off the show last week and spent some quality time with your wife. Your wife. Uh, we're glad you had a great time and to have you back on the show. Thanks, man. Hope you guys didn't Thanos it and that it just came in late, which is probably the case because Alejandro still writes in even when I have other matters to attend to. And you're going to see how funny that is here shortly. Um, I have some good news and bad news, which happened over the past week. The bad news is I was not able to get enough cash for Wild Hearts, Jedi Survivor, and Hogwarts Legacy from donating at the blood bank these past two weeks. <laughs> I thought I would get much more in one go, but I learned it's measured monthly, so I'll have to go in regularly. You really do. Uh, but that shouldn't be a problem because the good news is I've since passed and finished my phlebotomy class, and I'm planning on getting a job at said blood bank. That's nice. real. That is awesome. I expect to be making the money I need for those three games and much more very soon. Awesome. As not only will I be getting paid to work there, but I'll also be getting bonus bonuses. For donating plasma and such, nice. So that's that's probably real. Uh, I mm -hmm. saw Guardians on open opening night with some friends, and I was pleasantly surprised. I'm going to go on record, no spoilers. Guardians three is without a doubt the best movie Marvel has put out since Endgame. Agreed. I even dare to say that it's better than No Way Home. Agreed. I really enjoyed Adam Warlock as a character, as I have played the game. <laughs> I love Marvel's spin on him. If you guys haven't seen it yet, though, I assume you have. Please watch it ASAP. See, Sean, you're wrong. Again. This past Thursday was a day that I would <laughs> assume many people in this community hold very dear and have done so for many years. Personally, I have loved Star Wars for as long as I can remember and I've made so many fond memories because of the franchise. While Disney kind of screwed it over with the sequel trilogy, no, they didn't. He's wrong there. My passion is unshaken, and I have no doubt that after Mando season three and with Ahsoka just around the corner, they will continue to redeem themselves. I agree. Hopefully. And so my proposal to the council is this. What are some of your favorite Star Wars moments and what ultimately sparked your interest? I could have asked a thousand other questions for this topic, but I hope that others will pitch in and ask some of their others I had in mind. Thanks for an amazing show, and I'll catch you guys later. Game on, boys, and may the Force be with you. Sent from Tucker, who is also known as Ender Slayer 173 hmm. This was sent from the hollow projector on his YT-1300 freighter docked on Nowhere. That's funny. That's pretty good. Um, Chris, Star Wars moments. Uh, as far as what got me into it, I believe it was like when I was five or six, you know, they used to show the original three, uh, randomly on Saturdays on like WGN and our other channels that you would get. Uh, and I mean, I sat down and started watching the first one. And then right afterwards we went right into, uh, what's called empire strikes back and, you know, didn't know anything about it. Did not know a thing. I was just a young kid. And when all of a sudden, you know, I am your father, I was just like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was just <laughs> like, you know, blue. My five, six year old mind went. Yeah. 
and I was I was hooked uh, since then. Uh, other moments, of course, is just when Old Republic came out. I mean, that whole entire game and the twist that's in that game of love it that's what's what's up my two of mine have to deal around with toys i have a memory and i still have the toys maybe i'll show them off uh playing with original return of the jedi like you could get it from the stores when it was a thing toys i have a luke skywalker a speeder that when you hit the back button it explodes like it would hit a tree in, on indoor mm-hmm. uh, so those toys i also have a memory of when phantom menace released it was the first time that new star wars star wars figurines ended up on store shelves and me and my mm. friend Mike, not the Mike that you guys know, another Mike, we went around and were shopping and finding all the star Wars. They had these little chip readers that came with them. And if you could scan them, they would play voices. They were really cool. That was fun. And I have to, I have to actually agree with acid sugar on this. That leads into the movie, the Phantom Menace and duel of the fates. It was so song. cool to be a, an adult with a new star Wars franchise and a scene like that happens, uh, and and there you go. We look now. That was however many movies ago, but it's uh, it just question. brings so many that it's hard to uh, to, to limit them. What's up, Chris? So when you played the chip for Jar Jar Binks oh and you God, heard yes. that voice, yes. what what did you think? <laughs> uh, I've I've never I've never disliked Jar Jar, but I understand people's dis dislike of the character. Um. What's a really quick story. We're standing at Starbucks at Hollywood uh, studios in Disney Mm. this weekend. And beside us, a dude has on, it's a lounge fly backpack. If you don't know what that is, it's like one of those smaller backpacks and they're, they're themed appropriately. And they're, they're kind of cool. Everybody has them on at parks. This particular one is Jar Jar. Okay. My wife is very, she's friendly when she wants to be. She saw the backpack. They get to talking. She fronts me out and says, he hates Jar Jar and see, I told you more people like him than just me. And I go, well, that makes two of y'all now. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I am happy for him that they're uh, the actor, that they're doing him right. And yes, I agree. Yeah, kind I of agree. giving him a nice little low key spot here. Um, so we have an Alejandro and then we have three thorns. So why don't I just Let's grab just all take turn- well, okay. I can just, yeah. I'll read all the thorns here together. We'll have a very long period okay. of thorn. And then you can, you, cause you always want to read Alejandro. Yeah. And I think we let you do it once. So, you know what, you know, this one's like a sentence. I don't know that. Oh, but okay. You, you know, you get, you get the Alejandro one, but here we go. Thorn first email told you we we're getting caught up this week. Here we are. <laughs> Dear WGC crew, last week I sent some electronic mail to you right after the podcast ended, I believe. So if the email was confusing, now you know why. Have any of you used short form media, uh, e.g. TikTok, YouTube Shorts, or whatever else is out there before? Because I today am start a full cleanse of that from my life because I want my attention span back. Tip to anyone who wants to stop watching the shorts. If you go to your YouTube homepage and find where it shows you uh, 12 or so shorts, you can click on the three dots on them and say not interested on all of them. And if you do that for all of them, you'll remove all the shorts from your page. And this does not reset when you close the app. Man, he's got the right idea here, Sean. Uh, A few months ago, I heard from an Ubisoft worker that they were recently put on a new project, but that's all they could tell me. 
what do y'all want it to be? Uh, and that was from Thorn. Sean, what would you want it to be? The Star Wars game, probably? Yeah, well, at that point, I don't think it's considered a new project. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to want if I could know to want it. What? Explain yourself. That's not a new project. What if they're already working on Chaos Theory? Which is the greatest player cell game ever, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, you're, and I, I do want to cycle back. Dude, you're so on to something. Yeah. Uh, short form me- social media, and I'm not trying to sound too old, but too much of it's bad for us. I, I kind of disagree with you in a way. I think short form media like TikTok is great until, here's the caveat, I an hour and a half of my life goes by and I'm just scrolling and laughing and, and sending messages to my friends. I'm, so... I literally said to Sean today, uh, I was talking about, and like, you know, if you like watch movies and stuff, we always romanticize this idea. Well, not romanticize, but like the human mind wants to think of something like, what would AI do to us if, uh, you know, if it became sentient and all that? And we think that they would just nuke us, right? Like that's, that's what we all come to the conclusion of. They're going to overthrow us and, and become the new top dog. And I told Sean, and I feel like this kind of ties into it because obviously they're ran by AI algorithms. They don't have to kill us. Like literally they just are going to replace us in everything we do. And they know how to hold our attention span to do whatever they want so that they could use like 2% of their processing power to basically take care of the world and have them distracted doing whatever they need them to do. Even if it's like living off of our essence or something. And then they'll just go do whatever they're focused on because, you know, they've become boards of the universe of knowledge and understanding. But, you know. Yeah, you sent me that, that picture you sent me was from Wally. And yeah, it's just a completely muscleless, overweight humans that have a screen directly in their face in a recliner. Kind yes. of floating. That- That's what they could have us like that. And we would be happy. We would be totally content. Oh, and then I, cause I was telling Chris, I was like, that means we got to have Wally save us. And it takes him a long time to save us. Yeah. It took a lot. He had to be all like, you know, right. Right. And he had to like take the, <laughs> he had to take the fire extinguisher and be all like, you know, and all that. Uh, uh, That's his, awesome. his next email uh can you tell we're catching up dear wgc crew last week i sent an email saying i'm removing all shorts from con it's like a we're getting like a you know uh yeah a short story here now uh last week i sent you an email saying i'm removing all short form content from my live i believe you will read that email this week well you felt wrong um leave right yeah, we're, we're reading it this week, sorry. Uh, I just oh, yeah. wanted to update you and say that I would recommend this to everyone who wants their attention span back. As before starting this, I took an attention test, and now one week, one week later, I took it again, and my mistake count was less than half of my previous attempt. Wow. Wow. Uh, I wonder if that was, if it was the exact same test. It was because he knew what to expect. I don't know. I recently and that's started... how an analyst thinks, ladies and gentlemen. It is. I'm like going like, what can corrupt that data? <laughs> Gotta make this perfect. Awesome. I recently started uh, playing Breath of the Wild again in order to beat it. So please don't spoil the game. We won't. We won't. Link kill. <laughs> Link is dead. Rip yeah. Link. It's a, it's a Zelda franchise now. Like Gandorf her. is Zelda's father. Have what? any of you tried? 
uh, mobile emulators because I got one on my iPhone's iPhone recently and it works great. Do you have any games from the NES to the DS you would recommend? Maybe just some favorites of yours, by the way. This counts the GBA and stuff from Thorin. Sent from my iPhone's iPhones that plays Mario 64 now. P.S. I put the periods between the layers in NES just in case Chris is ringing as well. You know, yeah. See, so there's twice, Chris. I want to point out that he literally put N dot E dot S dot. And I don't still see read them. a NES. I don't see them. They're look, my brain is programmed to say NES and SNES. I don't see periods. Somebody get Chris a short form video on the how to say it's probably it's probably my attention span. I just can't see it anymore, man. <laughs> I watch I've seen nine billion uh <clears throat> Tears of the Kingdom shorts on TikTok these last couple of weeks. So now I don't see anything except uh big men with giant Richards blowing up things. <laughs> um, Sean, what are some men six or, you know, classic, uh, classic Nintendo games you would recommend? Uh, I'm going to have to go with like classic Nintendo games. I don't like Nintendo games. Uh, Mario, obviously, uh, Contra, Mm. Paper Boy, mm. uh, and uh, oh, there was a game called Shatterhand. That game was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was like an indie. I remember my best friend at the time, like he picked it up. He was like Shatterhand is the jam, and of course Super Mario Two, mm. Super Mario Bros Three for sure. Um, I definitely think you should check out. Oh, like those weren't NES games though. Well, it could be anything up to. Oh, Super said, Nintendo or uh, dude? All, I, he I said was from. I was just Nintendo. Because your attention span's been ruined by TikTok. I've been watching TikTok. Yes, you missed no, it. Dude, said from Nest to DS. You guys are DS. bringing up Lion King, Aladdin. Yes, yeah. the Legend of Zelda. All of all the yes, all the yeah. things. I like some of the ones like the Zelda ones. There are obvious. I'm sure you're going to get, but like actually, since you have DS. Like the Oracles of Season and all those kind of games, uh, they're worth checking out too. Um, probably go back and check out some of the classic Pokemon's. Try to think what else. Kirby Streamlane. If, if, if a mobile emulator is legit, that would be kind of hype, right? Be like, why is my iPhone getting hot? <laughs> why is my battery dying all, all right. the time? In the uh, third installment of the thorn trilogy females <laughs> uh he's joining james gunn uh dear wgc crew last week you read my email from a month ago <laughs> i said we should share online school stories so here we go i personally start uh start chill just pay- paying attention for the first year for online school because it was one hour a day in 2020 and i did not get graded even uh, get graded eventually. Everyone stopped logging on into Zoom meetings. I was maybe one of the last six when I stopped. But the next year was where it got bad. As at first, I like many of my peers started just by watching YouTube during calls. Then I started playing some games on my phones. Then I found browser emulators and started playing Pokemon Red. Yep. Well, there you go. See, he's playing Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which I got through maybe the first five gyms before moving on to Mario 64, which I'm playing on now uh, and have almost beat at the time of writing. Some of my friends' classes were crazier. Uh, imagine a full class, watch Technoblade rip 
and using the Zoom chat as a Twitch chat for just them. From Thorn, sent for my iPhone's iPhone PS. When I was right, the sent from thing I put in my phone, and you know how when you type on an iPhone, sometimes a word will appear above the word. You type to autocorrect it for me. It said iPhones, and while writing this part, when I said iPhone the first time, it wanted to change it to iPhones, so it's catching on. By the way, I kind of get what he's saying, but for the record, the reason why that was really hard to read is I think he purposely used variations of words that were incorrect. Like he said, like when I was right, he meant to do R-I-G-H-T, but he put W-R-I-T-E. I have to go back and see what he's referring to real quick. Um, oh, okay. Uh, in his last email, he actually referenced said he he was say I would like everyone who suffered through online school to bring back some stories that yes. I will be uh, partaking in this. Okay, so that was his suffering, I guess, is that people just ended up watching YouTube instead of actually learning. That's probably bad. Well, like in our world, it's funny because the. We had no idea what we were doing when all this started. We had, uh, we, we had, what we have, Zoom? No. Well, Teams. No. Yeah, we have, we have versions of all that that we have to do, and everybody had to learn. Uh, now they call it camera ready. <laughs> so, like, if a certain leader is going to join your meeting, you have to be camera ready. And one story I'll have, I'll never forget this, when I was doing my first, it was the first time I did a job interview in a long time. And it happened to be during the era of online only. I legitimately had a tie on and a button up. I was sitting in some Nike shorts. And in the moment, I realized how funny that had to look. Uh, I got the job. So that's what worked out. I'm kind of sad that I never got to do an interview uh, on the virtual era. You know, I talked to the people that interviewed me afterwards. and, And we got to kind of talking on that. And some people we're more scared to do an online interview than, than a not, which kind of blew my mind. And then they, they say that they were afraid they'd miss the person, the connection. And I'm anybody that says the online connections missed. I'm like, I kind of see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it's not the same as, you know, the drasticness from like somebody, if you text them, they read it in a way you maybe didn't intend it. Sure. Online a video. Um, you see my personality. You see me. The only thing you don't have is like, uh, Correct. what it, my shoes look like, or like it, what cologne I have on, or whatever. As long as there's a camera on, right? I would think yeah. it, the only thing I could think of that would be more concerning, um, from doing it at home is that, you know, when you go into a an interview room, right? It's very controlled environment, right? It, it's generally just a table and four walls. Um, and maybe if they need to show you something because they're going to test you on it, there might be a projector and a laptop or something. Um, but with like doing a Zoom or a Teams or whatever type meeting, it is a little bit of a window into your personal world that they don't necessarily get 
you know, like right here, like if I'm interviewing Sean, I go, oh, he loves Harry Potter. And apparently he loves Alabama football. And maybe if you've got an idiot person that goes like, well, I'm Auburn Tiger. I don't do that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Maybe. I guess that, that might be the one fear I could think of. Yeah, I, I do remember. Uh, I used to have my roommates be different for work and they saw different things, but you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, somebody in chat mentioned that uh, it was acid sugar that everyone winds up talking. We've never had that problem. I was in, I was in training and the rules were established day one. Your camera is on and your microphone is muted until we call on you. Cause that junk doesn't work uh, for sure. We still have meetings. Uh, we have to, that we're very hybrid where we work. And for some reason, we all now understand there. Don't talk over your leaders. Don't talk over people. A lot of us don't want to say anything. <laughs> or yeah, having somebody walk. Yeah, Tinley, I think, walked in one time. Uh, our last email, we're caught up, it looks like. Uh, this was sent in from the the man that has the Cal Ripken streak. This would, of course, be our favorite Alejandro. Uh, and this is going to surprise you guys a little bit. Gentlemen taking pto this week <laughs> relaxingly yours alejandro this was sent from my apple hard cider x i, I finally get to read one and he's on pto chris <laughs> i feel like that means cal ripkin's streak just like he's sitting out like it's like when cal said i'm gonna just sit in the dugout tonight i don't know man does that count as an email I think it he took the time to write the email. I don't know, man. This this feels like this, this feels like sucks. Tom this feels like Tom Brady deflating some balls or something, man. Oh no. Uh well, just a reminder, and I'll remind you in a minute if you want to write an email how to do that. We're gonna pivot over to Twitter. We haven't done this in a while. Pivot. Uh there was something really funny back on the sixth of May, so that was about two weeks ago. Uh 80s montage. Did I, if I've already said this, that's my bad, but I feel like we skipped Twitter. So I don't know. Uh, they saw this thing hanging up in the store. Uh, it's a product that is uh, 100% genuine, made the USA, and a header across it, it goes, thoughts and prayers. And it, it looks like there are prayer hands in the middle, and on one, one side, you would put assorted thoughts. On the other side, you would put various prayers. We need to own that uh, for sure. Uh, let's go to our, let's make sure we don't have any DMs. We do not. We are good. Caught up there. Let's go to our homepage and see if we have any new followers. It looks like we might. We do. At uh, CGabe90. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. At Sgundy81, thank you for the follow. Following you back, and, and at Granny Gamer71, <laughs> uh, they they put they are 51 years old. A gamer, who? Chris, that's going to be us one day. Thank you for the follow. Following you back, you before me. Uh, again, if you want to <laughs> if you want to interact with us on Twitter, we do that. We're going to admit kind of sparingly, but we do actually do that uh, at Weekly Games Chat. You can see us there. Uh, in our Discord, however, we we are a little more active. Yeah. And it looks like uh, there were some emails. Let me go back and just kind of get these caught up. This is the show that we're going to do this, Chris. It's just us. So how far back do I need to go, Chris? I Five. 
I wish I could tell you. I'd like to tell you I know. It has I, been quite a while. Was it last was week a, was the sixteenth? Last week we haven't written emails in for like a minute. I'd like to tell you that Andy fought the good fight. Here we go. We're gonna start here. Oh, Even sorry. if we've said this again, we're gonna do it again. This was sent from the Will to Kill, potentially off topic for gaming. However, what's your opinion on the writer strike and their arguments based on streaming platforms? I haven't seen anyone say it specifically, but do you think that with the issues surrounding streaming, will this expand into the issue with so many shows being canceled? Also, do you do you think that the strike will eventually affect the gaming industry? This was simply sent from his iPhone at 145 at work. Uh, the Will to Kill is also known as Gordon. Yeah, I don't think we really talked about this a lot, Chris, but yes. I think the writer strike is kind of legit because I think they're asking for money yeah, for things that include streaming, which they were left out of before streaming became what it is. Yeah, I do think if they don't fix it, it's going to affect all of our things. For sure. Uh, we've seen this before, right? It's not, it's not right now that you're affected, right? Because like first, if you're HBO, Succession and Barry, you know those are ready to go. Both those series finales are ready for this Sunday. You're going to have those. They were written. They were shot. They are in the can, right? And there's a bunch of stuff that has been written that directors right now can go and make. But there's going to be a point, of course, where we hit a wall, which is usually what makes Hollywood start to make, you know, really start talking tomorrow. Or sorry, I read Mike's thing, so I said tomorrow. But like start talking with the writers and figure something out, right? Um, and I don't know when that moment will come, but I am sure the studio will know when it is. And once they do, I imagine it will get wrapped up very fast. Uh, but yeah, they should be paid, right? If you're saying before the, the way this went was you paid them based on how well millions did for, um, TV shows, as far as viewership and ad sales and all that kind of stuff. And they got residuals on reruns. It, you got to figure out a way in this billion dollar system to figure out how to pay these writers something because it's kind of messed up that it's like, yeah, you go write 12 episodes or whatever. And because it's on a streaming service, you don't get any more money after that, you know? And meanwhile, Netflix or whoever goes, no, we'll just keep making billions of dollars. It's like, come on, man. Billions. Yeah. You don't, I'm not saying everyone needs to be paid like Tom Cruise money, but they should be able to have a livable life if they're working consistently in this industry. <laughs> so hopefully it doesn't affect uh, games. We'll uh, Valise for Vigilant sent in two messages to our email discord channel. Uh, and I'll start. They kind of go together. Uh, have you guys seen the trailers for Ark Raiders? Looks cool. Seems a little like Generation Zero. My kids and my wife Ooh. love playing that co-op together. Have you seen that, Chris? I have not, unless he's talking about Ark Evolve 2 with Vin I don't Diesel. Know. While Chris looks that up, we'll go ahead and follow up your second email. What is your favorite co-op game to play with family, friends and family? Co-op game, uh, probably Mario Party with my family, uh, with my friends. I love playing Rock Band together. Um, With friends, yes, it would be Rock Band. With family, it's just like the Jackbox games, you know? Like all those things. Those know. are fun. Yeah. Quiz or uh, I can't remember the names of them right now. I'm drawing a blank. We play them at the bar all the time. Arc Raiders. 
Embark Studios. The game has just been announced. Check back soon. According to PlayStation.com. <laughs> um, uh, Yuri chimed into the favorite co-op game question and said, lately I enjoy playing Rubber Bandits with my son. No clue what that is. Uh, before that, we finished Overcooked 1 and 2. I know what those are. And Magicka 2. So that's cool. If you guys... Uh, <laughs> If you guys want some co-op games, Yuri may have some for you. And finally, Huck chimed in. And uh, Huck actually just left our Twitch stream. And Huck said, uh, possibly going to watch the last Celtics game of the year. That kind of made my heart hurt for a little bit. Uh, You never know. But anyway, Huck said, my husband and I enjoyed playing A Way Out together. That's what's up, Chris. Yeah, uh, that's probably the game I've enjoyed the most. Well, It Takes Two is the one I enjoyed more with Sean because I didn't have to murder him in that. (laughs) Uh, and then she put, and until dawn, uh, in parentheses, picking characters and passing back and forth. Uh, oh, good old passing. Remember back when you had to play Nintendo games and pass controllers? Yeah. Uh, those are the two big standouts. So there you go. And with that, Chris, it looks like we are caught. Can you believe it? We are caught up with emails finally. Looking at uh, Arc Raiders looks really pretty from seeing stuff. Like they've got a little bit of glimpse of gameplay, but it's not really showing off much. Like it, it seems to be showing third person, and I'm wondering because this is by Battlefield devs if it will actually be first person. And they're just giving us a you know nice view of everything because it's like Battlefield, you know, it's got some really pretty lighting in it. Um, but it definitely looks like it could be cool. We'll see. Kind of wait and see on that, man. I just ate a really tiny cornbread muffin. <laughs> okay, it's delicious, and I can't talk for like a second. I can't. Um, I, I got. Right. I got. It. Okay, here we go. I mean, do you hold want up, me to just? No, we're playing this out. Hold on, hold on. Because I'll do the thing. You know, we're good. That was bad timing. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. this has been episode four hundred and four of Weekly Games Chat, where we gave you a preview of the showcase showdown that will be coming up in a few weeks uh, with all the things. If you want to watch us on twitch.tv, please know that all you got to do is search for Weekly Games Chat. You can find us uh, wherever you download our podcast or give it a review. Please do so uh, so other folks like yourself can find us. If you want to send an email to us, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We'll get that done. On Twitter, you can find us at Weekly Games Chat. And of course, our Discord channel is amazing. We love interacting with each and every one of you. John's not here, but if he was, I would say John Game On. Chris is here, so I will say game on to Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, John, wherever you're at. Peace out, everybody. John was here. He'd say thug life. And I, as always, would say your mom's box. Your mom's box.